But tonight that's not going to happen. It, it has been raining here for most of the day, and it will continue to rain probably throughout this game. Luckily, I don't think we're going to see any lightning, though, to end this contest early. And then lucky for us, we're here at Walnut Hills, which is basically like a small college campus. Yeah, it's a gorgeous facility. Where, where we're kind of protected. And again, it's one of the premier schools in the U.S., so uh, top-notch facility. But here we are in a nice warm booth. Uh, with a great view of the game. Yeah, this is a great press box. We've got our own booth here tonight. Uh, so we're protected from the rain for any of those of you out there that really cared. And the field is the field turf, the normal turf. And it is going to be a, an excellent ball game tonight. Let's pause for our national anthem. Well, don't forget to join us tomorrow afternoon as we'll be over in Hanover for Mount St. Joseph University football. The Lions will be taking on the Panthers, and that's a first-place matchup in the Heartland Conference. Game time at 1.30. I'll be on the air with the pregame show starting out at 12.30 with Lions Rewind. So please make sure you join us then. There's just two more games left for the Lions, just one more game left for the Spartans here tonight against Purcell Marion. What, what does this rivalry mean, Rob, to a school like these two, Purcell and Roger Bacon? Is it, is it like the Ohio State-Michigan? Uh, you know what? On the Roger Bacon side, I can tell you that really you've just been playing a long time. Uh, I think it means more to some degree to the alumni who played where, where they had a little bit more history and a little bit more rivalry, especially in the 60s when they were the two premier programs in the city of Cincinnati and Roger Bacon was dominant. Uh, going into the 70s, Bacon, I think one stretch beat them 25 out of 26 times. So, uh, you know, long history of kind of winning games. But now, you know, Roger Bacon has kind of shifted from where sports are great and it's fun to win games, but uh, from academics to the culture to the things they're focused on as a school, uh, it's always kind of a secondary thing. Even for the, the volleyball team, which will uh, play for the district title tomorrow, number one in the state, uh, making a run for state title. It's always in perspective, uh, which is what's great about Roger Bacon. So the Lions, or I should say the Spartans, will be receiving the opening kickoff for tonight's football game. Purcell won the opening coin toss, but they deferred to the second half. So Roger Bacon adorned in their road white uniforms with brown numerals and white helmets will take on Purcell, and they are in their Cavalier all maroon uniforms with gold numerals and white trim and the white helmets. You know what's crazy is I can't tell you the last time, maybe it was last year, where I noticed that there weren't twice as many kids on the opposing team's sideline as there were Roger Bacon's. We may have actually a kid or two more tonight. So nice for a change to see you know at least two rosters that are balanced in size. Yeah, you're absolutely right. Matter of fact, there might be 10 or 12 more players for Roger Bacon here this evening. 
than Purcell has on the near side. Roger Bacon on the far side, Purcell on the near side. The Spartans will be going from right to left across your computer screen as we start this one off. They will be receiving the opening kickoff. I'm Dave Mitchell with Rob Rickenbaugh. If you stayed home tonight to listen to this one, thank you very much. And glad to have you along tonight on UltimateSportsTalk.com. It will be Zach Hoover kicking it off. Hoover the starting quarterback also. Six-footer, 175 pounds, and he will right-foot it up the field. He has got Corey Kiner back set to return along with Lackey and Tumlin in that three-way. Sounds like we're at Virginia Tech. It does. Yeah, and they... Purcell lines up for the kickoff, much like what Ohio State used to do. And now Hoover will approach it. He'll kick a low line drive kick that will be taken in by one of the upbacks at the 30 to the 35 up the near side to the 40. And he'll be dropped at the 41-yard line. Catching that right away and bringing it up to the field was George Jansen, a freshman. 5'8", 155-pounder. Takes it out to the 41-yard line, and that's where the Spartans will start. First and 10 going from right to left. And I can say this, Rob, I am very thankful, and I told the athletic directors here this evening this. Thank you for giving us uniforms that we could see the numbers on. It's almost the opposite of Fenwick's last week, right? Oh. They're, they're... These are great uniforms that we can actually see the numbers from up here in the press box. So thank yeah. you very much. If you're going to use yellow, don't put it on white. That's right. So the line, the Spartans, excuse me, and it is going to be Ryan Halla starting a quarterback. He drops back. He's going to roll out to the right. He's going to run it on the keeper, tucks it under, and he's going to take it out to the 42-yard line. The offensive line just collapsed, Rob, and Halla had to get out of the pocket quickly, and he picked up a yard on the run. Well, you know, I don't know what the play was really supposed to be because as he rolled out, at what looked like it was a designed run, it looked like he also wanted to maybe throw it downfield uh, and looked jittery. You know, it's good maybe he gets that first hit and that first play out of the system because he looked a little anxious there. Now brings up second down, nine yards to go. Ball resting just outside the 41-yard line. Out of the pistol, two men in the backfield hand off to Kiner off the right side. Kiner cuts out to the right sideline across the 45, and he'll be drugged down at the 47-yard line for a gain of six, and it brings up third down three. And the weather to Hala to uh, the circumstances, I wouldn't be surprised if this is a, not a night where maybe Corey Kiner goes for the all-time carry record. Uh, we'll probably see him go into the 30s. Uh, for sure tonight. By the way, he lost the GCL lead in rushing last week to Fessler. Fessler leads him by 32 yards right now coming into tonight's action. Third down, call it a long two yards to go. Kiner gets hit at the line of scrimmage, now cuts it back all the way to the 35, and he's going to be brought down at the 33. That's going to be a loss of about 14 yards on the carry. And it will bring up fourth down and about 17 for the Spartans, and they'll have to punt it away. And, you know, that, that's another area where I mean, we've, we've seen him make incredible plays this year by not giving up and kind of continuing to keep at it, even if he's, as he goes backwards. But the past couple weeks, we've seen him have some big losses on those plays, and that's an area where a sophomore needs to learn maybe uh, you know, when to, to get as much as you can to go down, rather risk injury or losing another 10 yards, and give your chance to team to punt it and play the field position game. Luke Bird into punt. He's got a 34.1 yards per punt average. It's a low snap. He picks it up off a bounce. Gets a high short kick. And it will hit at the 40 and bounce out of bounds at the 
yard line with 9.46 to go in the first quarter, and we've got no score. Do you hate that feeling when you get in your car and the sun hits you directly in the eyes? Call T-Spot Window Tinting and Audio at 4671 Industry Drive in Fairfield. And if your audio system makes you feel sad and grumpy, T-Spot can set you up nicely with a new system that puts you in the middle of the music. Call 513-829-2530. T-Spot Window Tinting and Audio has a vast depth of knowledge and provides genuine, reasonable, meticulous work. Let us help. T-Spot Window Tinting and Audio at 4671 Industry Drive in Fairfield. Call 513-829-2530. Dave Wirth acts as his own offensive coordinator. He sends trips out to the far side for the Cavaliers on their first possession of the night. Ball at the 45-yard line. Zach Hoover, the sophomore quarterback, hands it off to Torrance Johnson. Fumbled it on the snap, and the Spartans are going to pick it up, and it's going to be taken back the entire way for a touchdown. It'll be picked up by Jake Mumfer, and he's going to take it back 45 yards for the score. Wow, big play when they needed it. It looked like there was some miscommunication on the Purcell side with that handoff that maybe uh, the running back and the quarterback were out of sync. Ball hits the turf, and uh, Mumper, whose grandfather is a Purcell alum, and his father is, uh, I think, also a Purcell grad, uh, takes it back for the Roger Bacon touchdown. Boy, and he had six guys behind him on the way to the end zone. They were not going to catch him. Had the, had the, the... Reverse convoy, right? You know, all the guys behind him kind of protecting that wall as he, as he ran in front of it. So the Spartans will attempt the extra point up 6 nothing. They haven't seen the lead in a long time. 9.35 to go in this first quarter of action. Luke Bird in to attempt the extra point, and now we've got a flag thrown by one of the back judges. And let's see what they're going to call. Looks like it's against illegal participation against Purcell. And I believe that'll be assessed on the kickoff. I'd go for two here. If or are they moving at half the distance? You put it up there by a yard, I would hand it to Kiner and take your chances. Yeah, I think every- I would too. Nope, they're going to just go ahead and decline it. Wow. So Even this- then, a yard means a lot to a kicker like Bird. <laughs> So Bird will come in to attempt the extra point on the year. He is 25 of 32. Good snap. Blout gets it down. Kick by Bird is up, and it is good. 9.35 to go in the first quarter. Your score is now Roger Bacon 7 and Purcell nothing. Spartan fans, do you need legal help? Someone you can trust with years of experience? Don't wait any longer. Pick up the phone and call Ed Noen McLeod. With 35 years of collection law experience in both Ohio and Kentucky, Noen McLeod have handled all types of collection matters, including consumer, retail, and commercial claims. If you need help with your past due accounts, utilize a local attorney with the ability to collect your money, then call Noen McLeod at 513-381-7333. Put the odds in your favor. Noen McLeod, a strong supporter of Roger Bacon Athletics. Great food and a fun atmosphere. Join your old friends and new at Sunday's Pub on 8582 Winton Road in Finneytown. The month of October marks the 10th anniversary for Sundays, and they're celebrating. On Mondays is server night. All domestic beers are $1.50. Stop in on Fridays before the game starting at 4 for free appetizers. And when the Bengals are on the road, join Sundays for a Bengals potluck party. See the Bengals on the big screens at Sundays. Your taste buds will water when you walk into Sunday's Pub. Sunday's Pub, 8582 Winton Road in Finneytown. Jake Mumper gives the Spartans an early lead at 7 to nothing, and... 
Spartans will kick it off. Bird kicks it up the field to Lawrence Christian. He takes it in to divide his 10, cuts it to the near side across the 20, and he'll be brought down at the 25-yard line. So Purcell gets their second possession after fumbling it away. Mumper taking it in from 45 yards out on the fumble recovery for the score. And Purcell takes over the football down 7 nothing. Yep, great play by, by the young defensive end. And let's see if... Uh... They can maintain some momentum here and uh, stop this offense. High-powered again with, with Zach Hoover at quarterback. Hoover has got Torrance Johnson right behind him. He is their leading rusher. 98 carries on the year, 537 yards. And now the side judge throws his flag up in the air, and Purcell is going to get hit with a false start penalty. And was it Devontae Murray we saw up here before the game? He looks like he could, should be on an NFL roster somewhere. He's a big kid. Yeah, he is huge, and he wanted to make sure that everybody up here in the press box knew exactly how to pronounce his name. Did I get it right? Yeah, you got it right. He must be uh, in for a big night then. So Hoover, handoff to Johnson, off the left guard, and he takes it across the 20 out to the 22-yard line for a gain of a couple. So on first and 15, it brings up second and 13. And again, you know, we, we've seen them successfully stop the run early in games this year. The problem we've had is towards the end when those guys who are playing on both sides of the offensive-defensive line start to get winded. So, like, right now, you know, when you have a, a Lally and, and uh, Nolan Tebby in there, a little bit more stout. Let's see if uh, we can hold up tonight. Trips out to the far side for the Cavaliers. On the near side is DeMonte Everett. Hoover looks over to the bench. He's got Johnson to the left of him out of the pistol. Fake handoff. Hoover keeps it off left tackle. He'll take it out to the 25. Dive forward to the 26-yard line for a gain of four. And it brings up third down and a long eight yards to go. If he had pitched that to that receiver on the, the jet sweep, I think he goes for about 40 yards, right? I mean, just the way it would have been a more effective QB fake, the way the, the defense collapsed on that, kind of almost like they knew that he was going to hold on to the ball. Yeah, not many carries this year for Hoover from the quarterback position. As a matter of fact, he's only carried the ball 17 times this year for 60 yards. But made it made it a manageable third down with that run. And uh... and the sophomore's audibleizing at the line of scrimmage. He's got Johnson to the left. They've got receivers split out on both sides. Now Johnson leaves the backfield. Hoover's going to keep it on the keeper. He takes it across the 30. He's out near the 35. He's close to a first down after a gain of eight. And they're going to spot the ball right at the 35, and that'll be a first down for the Cavaliers. Oh, that's a generous spot. I thought he was... A little bit short. If you look at where the ball is and where that yard marker was, he was short, but they give him the first down. Again, we haven't seen many measurements. Oh. We, we've seen at odd times we have. Not hardly at all. You could count on one hand the amount of measurements that we've seen we all have. season. You can, always in times that weren't crucial, right? They were always. Right. Rob, I, I'll tell you right now, I, I could count on one hand, I would almost say, the amount of measurements I've seen in both college and high school this year doing games. Wow. On the jet sweep, Jackson is going to take it around the left end, and he's going to be thrown down to the ground. Catch that. That is Johnny Childress from the left side to the right side. He's going to pick up a couple on that run. Childress, a six foot, 157-pound junior. I was going to say, he didn't look like he weighs very much. He picks up two. Anna brings up second down, eight yards to go. By the way, we've got the Purcell coaching staff to the right of us up here in the booth. So the Roger Bacon coaching staff is all the way down to the other end of the press box. 
Childress goes out wide to the right-hand side. DeMonte Everett goes out wide left. Johnson to the left now moving in motion is Childress. Hand off to Johnson, the off-right guard to the 40. Dives forward from the 43 out near the 44-yard line. He's got a gain of six. It'll still be third down, though, and a manageable yard to go. Let's see if we can get some penetration here. Uh, Big Noah Miller down there in the middle. Dylan Polk on the outside. Let's see if we can uh, hold them here to uh, fourth down. So it'll bring up third down and a yard to go. want to thank all of our sponsors this year. Ed Noah McLeod, T-Spot, for helping us out. We'll be thanking them individually throughout this broadcast here tonight. 6.15 to go in the first quarter. Bacon on top of it, 7 to nothing. Hoover's going to keep it off the right side. He's got the first down across the 45 to midfield, and he'll be brought down. Now they're going to say just shy of the midfield stripe at about the 49-yard line. Well, that's been their best offensive play is actually a little hesitation QB draw. And as we said coming into the ball game, Hoover had only had 17 rushing attempts for 60 yards. Tonight he's already run the ball three times for 18 yards. Yeah, maybe they, they saw something on film that, that thought that could be effective, but it, it's been the, the best play they've run, uh, better than the, the sweeps they've tried uh, with some of those backs. So the ball right at midfield, first and ten for the Cavaliers. Receivers out split. Dropping back is... The quarterback, Hoover, is going to throw it on the left-hand side, and it is incomplete to DeMonte Everett. Everett tried to make a diving catch of it as that ball seemed to slip out of Hoover's hands. Incomplete, second and ten. Did I get it wrong? Is it DeMonte Everett? It's, I said Murray. <laughs> so yeah. I, I mispronounced it anyway. No, it's I got, DeMonte I got the Everett. front part right. I just, you know. That's DeMonte all right. Everett. But he, he, again, just a little bit he, low and too far outside for him to, to grasp that one. But He didn't seem concerned on his last name. It was the DeMonte that yeah. he was worried about. That's pretty straightforward, right? Yeah. That's spelled. I don't know how people butcher that. But. Childress out to the left-hand side. Everett is out wide to the right-hand side, dropping back Hoover. Hoover sets up a screen. It's going to be almost intercepted by the Spartans. Boy, coming in. Is Cappel. Boy, he almost came up Rid with a big perfectly. interception. I'm not sure where Hoover was throwing the football because the only man that was in the area was Johnson, but he was about five yards to the right of the throw. I guess my question is, uh, at week 10, with your home PA announcer, why are you clarifying the pronunciation of your name? I'm not that sure. That's odd, right? It's yeah. not game one. Diamond formation out to the left-hand side with the trips. Nobody coming out to the near side. Dropping back is Hoover. He's going to roll out to the left on third and ten. Throws it out into the left flat. It is complete to Childress. Breaks the tackle at the 48 of Roger Bacon. Dives forward. He'll get to the 47. Gain of three on the reception. But it is still fourth down. Actually, you know what's funny is that the corner managed to drive him about seven yards back on that play before he broke the tackle and moved forward. If he doesn't take him back that seven, that's probably a first down. Uh, interesting here to see what they do. Uh, I think Hoover's the punter. You always have to be mindful of the fake if your quarterback is back there taking those, like old Danny White, remember, with the Dallas Cowboys. But uh looks like they may kick this one. But Ho- yeah, you've got, you got to be aware of the fake. Hoover averaging 34.3 yards per kick. Tumlin back set to return at his own 10-yard line. We saw him mishandle some of these in the past couple weeks. Let's see uh what Tumlin does, what, what decision. And it's a high snap, takes it to the right. Hoover's got to kick it quickly. He does. Tomlin will take it in at his 12. Cuts it to the near side to the 15 to the 20. And he's brought down from behind at the 23-yard line. 
So that is where the Spartans will take over, and DeMonte Everett made the tackle on the play. 4.35 to go in this first quarter. It's 7-0. Spartans lead it here from Mark Stadium. Final game of the season. Boy, we're happy that you joined us here for this second season of Roger Bacon football on Ultimate Sports Talk. It's been fun. Yeah, two two seasons now in with Roger Bacon, Dave. How's it feel? It's been fun. I'm, you know, I've been happy that you asked me to do this. Yeah. Hollow the, the quarter- now. Hollow the quarterback. Hands it off to Kiner. Around the right side, he's going to cut it across the 20, out near the 25-yard line. That'll be a gain of about three for Corey, and it brings up second down and a short eight. So we're going to see a lot of handoffs tonight, but at some point, Ryan Halla, and if it was Tyler Bullock, it would be Tyler Bullock, is going to have to complete a pass to take some of the edge off. You know, they got nine guys in there, and they are perfectly content on a rainy night to say, sophomore quarterback making his first start on the road, we dare you to beat us. Uh, he's going to have to do something to keep him on us. We're going back for all. we got a personal foul penalty called against the Spartans. Not sure what that was all about. I didn't see any scuffling going on in the in the line. Was thrown by the back judge all the way back near the 40. He saw something going on in the line. Well, I think you know after what happened a few years ago between these two teams, they're going to be on high alert. So you got to be smart and not make stupid penalties. But we've seen Bacon kill themselves with penalties the past three or four weeks. Hand off to Kiner again. Kiner around the left side. He's going to be hit behind the line. Struggle forward. Sidesteps across the 15 out to the 18-yard line. Good run by Kiner. Picked up four on the carry. Yep. And again, he's got a chance to break it every time he touches it. So uh, your safest offensive play down here with a sophomore quarterback making his first start is probably to hand it off, get as much as he can on, on third and 15. And in the worst case, uh, punt the ball. 3.51 left to go in the first quarter. Halla, hard snap, drops straight back on third and 14. Rolls out to the right. He's going to throw the ball up the field to Zuri Edmondson, and it is. Is it intercepted? Are they going to give him the interception, or is it incomplete? It was intercepted. Intercepted by Lawrence Christian, who leads the conference in interceptions. He's got six. That'll be seven. Mike Blout, I don't think, believes it. Christian brings the football all the way over to the sideline. It was a bad decision. He doesn't he doesn't have the arm strength. That's a tough throw for anybody, even a guy with an arm like Tyler Bullock. So for him to make that kind of off balance, rolling out even to a strong side, uh, he had to either put that ball perfectly on the outside shoulder, and he didn't. He underthrew it, uh, allowing that corner to, to kind of jump it and, and pick it off. So that interception... By Christian gives Purcell the football in Roger Bacon territory at the 33. 3.41 left to go in the first quarter. 7 nothing Bacon on top of it. Purcell finally comes away from the sideline. We don't have a play clock here. It's the only thing they don't have at this stadium. Along with a flag so we can tell what the wind, what direction the wind is going. But we'll watch the back judge to see about the play clock. Johnson to the left. Hoover's going to go for the bundle. He's going to throw it into the left corner of the end zone, and it is almost caught just off the outstretched hands of Johnny Childress in the end zone for an incompletion. Probably should have been caught. You know, that that's that uh, sudden change philosophy, right, that you see coaches make, which is you get the big turnover, you immediately try to catch them off balance and go deep. Uh, just, just missed catching. That probably should have caught beautiful pass. 
Hoover now one for four in the passing department. Checking into the ball game, Jordan Davis, a senior, 6'2", 160-pounder. He comes in at a fullback position, and now he's going to spring out to the left-hand side, trips to the near side with Dion Jackson and DeMonte Everett over here as part of those trips. Johnson to the left. Johnson's going to get the handoff from Hoover. He's going to take it to the 31 and be stacked up right there at the 31-yard line. Jake Mumper in on the tackle along with Stan Hart. Yeah, and one of the areas, you know, that we've seen Bacon get killed the past several weeks, really going back to Carroll, is the corners kind of losing track of either the receiver or the ball, never being able to kind of make sure they know where both of those are and getting turned around and getting burnt for some touchdowns. Uh, especially against Carroll a few weeks ago. So important tonight that they kind of get the bump, maintain position, and also uh, keep track of where that receiver is when that ball's in the air. Under three minutes left to go in the first quarter. It's 7 nothing. Roger Bacon, but third down, eight yards to go from the Spartans' 31-yard line. Hoover moves Childress in motion. He's going to hand it off to Childress on the jet around the left side. He's going to be hit inside the 30, brought down at the 27. That'll be a gain of three on the play for Childress. And it'll still be fourth down and about four yards to go. And they'll go for it here, right? I haven't seen their kicker, but, you know, two down territory for sure. Well, their kicker is Hoover. And he has not attempted a field goal this year. Okay, then. So they are going to go for it. Yeah. So it's fourth down four. They need to get inside the 24-yard line to pick up a first down. Childress goes out wide to the left-hand side. Dejan Jackson and DeMonte Everett are out wide to the right. Johnson to the right of Hoover. Now he moves Childress in motion to the near side. Hoover is going to keep it himself around the left side. He's not going to get it. He's going to be brought down right at the 25-yard line. Gain of just a yard on the play for Hoover. And with a minute 54 to go in the first quarter, the Spartans' defense holds your score. It's now Roger Bacon's seven for sell nothing. One sixty-nine. Yes, one sixty-nine. It's Rocktoberfest at Jake Sweeney Jeep Tri County. During Jeep Adventure Days, lease a new brand Cherokee Laredo for only one sixty-nine a month. Only at Jake Sweeney Jeep Tri County. I want to thank Jake Sweeney also for joining us here this season. Jim Seven, Park, awesome guy. Oh, what a great guy to work with. Seven nothing your score. Spartans on top of it. They've got it at the twenty five and the handoff goes to Kiner off the left tackle. He'll take it out to the twenty eight yard line for a gain of three. And as I told him And there's another flag down. Didn't mean to interrupt you there, but it's gonna be a hold against the Spartans. Of course it is. No, uh so Jim Clark, a drama guild member back at Bacon, you know, I've been doing these posts and uh I hear his performance every single day, at least once, with the Jake Sweeney commercial, <laughs> telling me it's a deal. Uh, and I love it, right? You know, he's, he's an unbelievable guy. His wife, an OLA grad, and just fantastic. Uh, Roger Bacon Spartan, uh, granddaughter on the volleyball team, uh, sons, daughter, all have gone through Bacon as well around my era. So uh, great Roger Bacon family. Minute 37 to go and running left to go in the first quarter. Hollow's going to throw it out on the right side, complete to Edmondson, makes a stutter step to the outside, cuts back to the inside at the 12 and dives forward to the 15, maybe the 16-yard line. First completion of the night by Hollow. And it will bring up 
Call it second down and about 20 yards to go. It was second down and call it 22. Now it's second down and 20. Ball resting at the 16-yard line with a minute to go in the quarter. It'll be interesting if, uh, you know, the offense continues to be a little bit anemic, how long he rides high or if he doesn't let Bullock uh, give it a try. Bullock out with the broken finger. Dropping back Hollis, setting up a screen, rolling out to the right. Now he's going to cut back to the left. He's going to try to get rid of it, and it is incomplete. And they're going to throw a flag in the area. And they are they going to get a roughing the passer penalty so. against Purcell? I think so. I thought when he initially threw the flag, they were going to call intentional grounding, and I was checking to see where he was on the field. It's going to be roughing the passer against Purcell, a big penalty against the Cavs, and that will come with it an automatic first down. I I had taken my eyes off it kind of to see where the ball was tracking uh, because there was no one out there, and I thought he was throwing it up for grabs again uh, and looking for the interception, but... Um, goes down hard. Actually, you know, took laid down for a few seconds, getting up kind of slow. So, fans not happy with it. Not happy here at Purcell with that call, but it will take the Spartans out to the 31-yard line, and it's first and ten. So they dig themselves out of a big hole with that roughing the passer penalty. Boy, has that been a story of controversy in the NFL this year. All the terrible officiating that has been going on. Now the officials are going to get together at the 31 and discuss maybe where the ball should be placed. The line of scrimmage was near the 16-yard line, so a 15-yard penalty would take it out to the 31. And let's see what they decide to do. Now the head referee comes in to talk it over. They're still going to discuss it. We've not had the A referee teams lately, have we? No. And I believe they're just going to place the ball down at the 31. The officials just throw their hands up in the air and say, okay, let's just play. And that's what they'll do. So the ball resting just outside the... 30-yard line, Holla hands it off to Kiner up the middle, spins, he's going to cut it to the near side, to the 30, he's got a lane to the 40, 50, 45, 40, and he's going to be brought down, and he breaks the tackle to the 20, 15, 10, 5, touchdown! Corey Kiner. I was just 69 yards, right? Yep. 69 yards for the big guy. And again, uh, that that safety that came over to get him looks like he gave up about 60 pounds to him. So uh, he was going to have to do more than than try to arm tackle him, which he did, and and kind of dropped the shoulder and trucked him, and the rest is history. Uh, As he goes in, what was that, number 26 or 27 on the year? Well, the the stats before tonight's game officially had him at only 23. Which I was surprised at. With a, with a receiving, so 24. No, that's that's with receiving, yeah. They had him at 22 rushing and one receiving, which I was rather surprised at. I thought he had more than that also. Bird's going to attempt the extra point. Spartans lead at 13 nothing. 
Kick by Bird is up, and it is good. 30.9 seconds to go in the quarter. It's now Roger Bacon, 14, Purcell, nothing. The Lucky Turtle is located in Finneytown on 8621 Winton Road next to Arby's. With 23 taps of rotating crafts and local beers, plus a large selection of other fine spirits, the Lucky Turtle has weekly events, including live music, final night on Tuesdays, and trivia on Thursdays. They offer great food options from empanadas, a key, or you can bring in your own food. The Lucky Turtle is very accommodating for parties and events, so stop in for a relaxing, no-frills good time. The Lucky Turtle, owned by Frank Cena, Roger Bacon Class of 1991. Hi, this is Tim with Stacy Heating and Air Solutions. We know how important heating and cooling your home can be to you. Here at Stacy Heating and Air, we aim to please at a price that can't be beat. Being a locally owned and operated company, we have gained a reputation because of the satisfaction of our customers. Don't pay high prices for mediocre service when you will get the best with us for less. Call me today at 513-367-HEAT or visit us on the web at stacyheatingandair.com. That's stacyheatingandair.com. Dave Mitchell, Rob Rickenbaugh, and after that electrifying 69-yard touchdown run by... Corey Kiner, Spartans lead it 14 to nothing, and Bird will tee it up to kick it off. And kind of my premonition for the game was it was a mistake big play game, right? Who's going to make mistakes and who's going to make big plays? Uh, and so far, Bacon lucky to have capitalized on two of those. Bird is going to bloop it in. For some reason, Lackey didn't catch the ball. He was well beyond the 10-yard spot, and Lackey just let it go over his head and out of bounds. He could have reached up, caught the ball, and the Spartans would have had it back, but it goes out of bounds. Mental mistakes. That is something you do not expect from a senior. He just let it go right over, and the minute he did it, he knew he made a mistake. Yeah, you got to prepare for the moment, right? So the, you know, those are things you work on in practice, and, and that awareness of the ball and the situation uh, is part of playing football, so... Mental mistake, again, we've seen mistakes kill this team regularly the past five or six weeks. Uh, another one there that, that would have helped them tremendously as uh, the first quarter winds down. Rain continuing to come down, as you said, Rob, with 30.6 seconds to go, and Purcell is just going to elect to take the football at the spot that it went out of bounds at, which is the 47, make it the 48-yard line. So they'll have it just two yards shy of midfield. They bring trips out to the near side. Hoover, again, looking over the defense. And now we'll call out the play. Boy, they take a lot of time. These officials are not the kind that we've had during the season where they just want to get up and go. Fake handoff, Hoover is going to throw it over the middle, and it's incomplete to Dejon Jackson. He was wide open over the middle and just couldn't bring it in. Yeah, set that up perfectly, got right behind the linebackers, and just dropped it. Hoover now one for five in the passing department. I think he was so open that uh, it almost shocked him to be able to catch that ball because if he catches that, he probably goes to the house. There was nothing behind him. Second down, 10 yards to go. Clock stops on the incompletion, 27.2 seconds to go in this first quarter. Again, trips out to the near side. Ball on the far hash mark. Childress out wide left. Handoff goes to Johnson, and Johnson's going to take it up to midfield and be stopped right there for just a two-yard gain on the play. Torrance Johnson came in. Averaging just about 67 yards a game. And tonight he's got four carries for 12 yards. 
So he's right about at his season average. Big play here. Dylan Polk comes in. He's going to play on the right defensive tackle spot, and he's going to hustle out of the ballgame, Demetrius Ward. And that'll be the end of the first quarter as Purcell lets the clock just run out. So we head into the second period of play from Mark Stadium at Walnut Hills. Your score is Roger Bacon 14, Purcell nothing. Substation 2 has been bringing Florence the freshest food at the lowest prices since 1981. You've tried the rest, now come taste the best fresh sliced sub sandwiches anywhere. Substation 2 was voted the best sub sandwich in Northern Kentucky by Northern Kentucky Magazine in 2016. Let Substation 2 cater your next event. Give them a call at 859-371-9490 or come visit them at 7905 Dream Street in Florence. Substation 2, quality at a price you can afford. Think about your home. What do you see? Do you just see two stories or the stories of your toddler's first steps? Now think about your car. Do you see an odometer reading or your kids reading in the back seat? Other insurance companies just see a house. They just see a car. But a state farm agent sees what your home and your car really mean to you. So why not give them the protection they deserve? Call your state farm agent, Jason Regelsberger, at 513-574-8811. So Purcell switches ends of the field. They'll be going from right to left across your screen now. Ball at midfield, third down, eight yards to go for the Cavaliers. They've got receivers split on both sides. And then the snap comes back to Hoover, sets up the bubble screen. He's going to complete it to Childress. Childress at the 45 to the 40, inside the 40, and brought down at the 37-yard line. That's an 11-yard completion, and it gives the Cavaliers the first down at the 37 of the Spartans. Yep, well set up and well executed. And again, he's a good quarterback. He he was going to start to make plays, so uh, it's important that they stay disciplined here and maintain their assignments. Trips out to the far side. Everett is the wideout. Dion Jackson is the slot. Jansen moves on in motion to the right flat. He gets the pass from Hoover to the 40 down to the 35-yard line where he's brought down after a gain of four. And now Hoover seems to be warming up. He's hit his last two passes in a row, and he's three for seven in the game. Shoot for those bubble screens. They actually had a nice wall set up out there. Bacon did a good job to kind of get around those defenders and kind of lead that to about a five-yard gain, uh, maybe a little bit less. So... uh, Trying to get him comfortable with some easy passes to the outside. And it'll be a penalty called against Purcell. It's a personal foul called against Purcell. So that will knock them back 15 yards from the... It's going to knock them back almost all the way to the 50-yard line. They're going to mark it down at the 49. And that's going to bring up third down and about 25 yards to go. They need to get down to the 27-yard line for a first down from the 49-yard line, so about 22 yards to go. Johnson moves over to the right of Hoover, out of the pistol formation, dropping back Hoover. Hoover's looking over the middle. He's got a receiver. It is complete and run out of bounds on the play, not anywhere near a first down, near the 35, and that pass was brought in by Jordan Davis. Is it third? Was that second? Right, because they had the first down on the bubble. Uh, you may be it right. Fourth, it, it is fourth down, but you may be right, Rob, because, um, yeah, I think you might be right, but they're going to call it fourth down. Well, I'm all right with that. <laughs> 
So the ball right at the 35-yard line, fourth down, eight yards to go. Last time Purcell had this situation, they ran Hoover, and now the officials are going to get together. They may be thinking the same thing you did. You may have spoke too soon or too loudly. Jinxed it. The Purcell coaches to the right of us may have overheard Rob, and then they buzzed down to the field and told everybody. And let's see. I think they're going to keep it the way it is. It'll be fourth down. And and <laughs> no, now they, now they are going to make a third down. Rob, we're going to have to teach you when the uh, opposing no. coaching staff hey, is to the right of you. It's the Franciscan in me. <laughs> I do the right thing. So it's third down, eight yards to go. So Hoover with Johnson to his right. He's got trips out to the near side. Looking things over at the 35. Looked like some movement, but no call. Hoover rolls out to the right, throws it out to the sideline, and it is incomplete. And they're going to say he caught the ball. They're going to give him the completion at the 25. That's a 10-yard reception and a first down. He couldn't have been more out of bounds. Wow. Boy, that's an interesting call by that side judge. He was closer to it than we are, but I'll tell you, from up here, Rob, he looked like he was two yards out of bounds when he caught that ball. Oh, at least. I mean, his elbows were on the ground on the white line. So it puts it at the 25-yard line of Roger Bacon, and the Cavaliers will look things over. Play clock down to 15, as you see the back judge. Now will put his hand up in the air. Hoover will take the snap, and now the referee is going to throw a flag, and it'll be a legal procedure. False start against the Cavaliers. They are really shooting themselves in the foot. And they've been bailed out with, with some big throws, and, and again, that, that questionable out-of-bounds reception. Uh, but in an opportunity here, Roger Bacon, especially because we've, we've it's been a slow-moving game, right? There's not a whole lot of activity uh, they should be fresh enough. We need a big play again, right? And they've given us some opportunities to make them. Been a little bit sloppy. Let's see if we can capitalize again and maybe get a turnover. So that's going to mark it back to the 30-yard line, bring up first and 15. Hoover with Johnson in the pistol. Pump fake to the left. He's still looking to the left. Now rolls out to the left. He's going to throw it against his body into the end zone, and it is intercepted by the Spartans. They went up, battled for it, and brought it down. And who is it that got that interception? You can't see him because there are so many people around him. Is that? Check the number on that, and it is 35, and I don't have a 35 on my roster. Um, that is the... Or is it 25? That's Kyle DeLead. Kyle uh. DeLead with the interception, and he immediately went down to a knee as he was falling down, so the Spartans will have the ball at their own one-yard line, but they turned back Purcell. In their own territory. Now the Spartans find themselves in a hole. First and ten from their own one. That'd be smart here. And the Spartans will still go out of the pistol formation. They've got Greer in the backfield along with Corey Kiner. And now it looks like Roger Bacon is going to have to take a timeout. Was that Ryan Blout that was on the side and now is coming out of the game and Oh, that's what happened. Blout was out there, but he had to, didn't have his mouth guard in, so the officials asked him to leave. And Kappel comes back into the ball game. Holla takes the snap, hand off to Kiner, right up the middle, and he's going to be hitting the end zone for the safety. 
He had nowhere to go up the middle. And the safety makes it 14-2. to two. We, Everyone in the stadium knew what the play was going to be. And when the snap was a little bit high and the motion to get the ball into his hands, it was just a little bit of a delayed handoff by the quarterback. Uh, allowed plenty of penetration there. And again, the offensive line has let this team down quite a bit over the past few weeks and, and gets nothing there. Uh, even the, the slightest bit of, of push to allow him to, to get past even the goal line. So 10.35 left to go in the first half. It's now Roger Bacon, 14, Purcell, 2. Since 1969, Vonderhaar's Catering has provided services for social and corporate events, private gatherings, reunions, company outings, and wedding receptions. Vonderhaar's will help you customize a menu for all types of events and clients with personal attention and excellent quality food and service. Let Vonderhaar's Catering make your event memorable with quality food and complete professional staffing. Vonderhaar's Catering, selected as one of the five preferred caterers at the newly renovated Music Hall. Before you finalize your menu, call Vonderhaar's Catering. 513-554-1969. Of course, Vonderhaars has been with us for the two years that we've been on our, on the air, so we want to thank them for Great that. Spartans, yep. Outstanding catering service, well, too. Well, look, you know, I, I do these posts, and one of the things that, you know, I've, I've put out there is how the Roger Bacon family is un, unlike any other, and, and certainly... When you need support, whether it be for something serious, something mild, or something fun, like bringing football, Roger Bacon football to fans who, who can't make the trip, uh, always there to support it. And certainly we've had that this season and last uh, with those that have stepped up to, to help us bring it to all those homes. Christian and Jackson back set to return this kick, and Bird shanks the punt, and it'll go out of bounds at about the 42-yard line. No and now the flag that. will go up. And they're going to spot it at the 44, Purcell. I don't think they're going to have the Spartans re-kick it since that kick went out of bounds. Just, you know, it's a whole myriad of things that have killed this Roger Bacon team this year. And I think not having a kicker is one of those. Bird is is a great athlete and a great kid and comes from a great family and has made some extra points certainly when they needed it. But... From some field goals that would have been big against Huron, I think he missed two of them to, uh, you know, kickoffs and not being able to really put them deep. Uh, it's just been a killer. And then, you know, mental mistakes like, you know, some botched handles on some snaps. And, of course, that one that goes off the side of his foot uh, and puts them in great field position after giving up the safety. Spartans are seem to be in some sort of disarray as far as the defensive alignment is concerned. They brought a couple of players on the field and then brought them immediately off. So Purcell will have the football at the 39-yard line after a five-yard penalty is marked off. So first and ten for kicking the ball out of bounds, by the way, and the handoff goes to Johnson up the middle. He's going to be stacked up right at the line of scrimmage for no gain. And interesting, I don't know what Bacon saw on film that maybe keyed them to that play, but they had seven guys right up on the line, almost like a goal line stand situation, ready for the run. Uh, and, of course, they, they take them for a one-yard loss. So right on top of whatever that play call was and, and able to make the play. Checking into the ballgame now, Chris Shipley at a linebacker position. And leaving the contest was Nate Stark. Second down, 10 yards to go from the 40. Hoover with the clock running, 9.55 left to go in this first half. 
Rob's got a halftime guest coming up. We'll find out who that is after this play. And the handoff goes to Johnson. Johnson takes it across the 40, down to the 38-yard line. That's going to be a gain of two. I've left the halftime festivities to Rob all year long, and he's done a fantastic job with it. And for the final game of the year, you've got what? Uh, well, I hope to have an interview with a student, but my student uh, didn't show. So, uh, you know, it's a big weekend. We have huge sports weekend. we got open house, so, so certainly understood. But uh, one thing I, I was going to talk about is that open house and some of the reasons we've talked about uh, why it's so exciting. Uh, to be a Spartan at this time and why it's going to be exciting to be at Open House this weekend. So Rob will be interviewing himself at halftime. Right. We're going to talk about all kinds of great things. <laughs> Nine minutes to go in the first half. 14-2. Hoover rolls out to the right. Under a heavy rush, he's going to throw it into the flat and it's incomplete. Tried to get it to Everett, but he threw it right by him. So after completing four in a row, now Hoover has thrown an interception and an incompletion. And nine minutes exactly to go in the half, and the Spartans still with a 12-point lead at 14-2, to and it brings up fourth down and nine yards to go for the Cavaliers. I'd probably play the field position game here. It looks like they're going to go for it, and I get it. You're on their side of the field, and you got a gunslinger back there, but um, you know, you've been fairly successful, minus the one big run that Kiner's had in slowing down what Bacon wants to do. I, I might have been content to punt it, but they're going to go for it. So on fourth and nine, dropping back is Hoover. Hoover looks up the left-hand side. He's going to throw it to the left. He's got a receiver complete, and then he dropped. Then they're going to call it a completed pass. Childress caught the ball at the 27, came down with two feet in bounds, and then dropped the ball out of bounds. But the official says he had it enough for the catch. In the NFL, that's no catch. In high school, it is. I don't know that anywhere else other than Walnut Hills tonight, that's a catch, but... So it is a first down. That's two now we've seen that, that they've given them on, on big third and fourth downs. That I'll tell you one thing I've seen out of Hoover so far tonight is that Rob, he locks in on a receiver and he stays locked in on that yep. receiver. He doesn't go through his progressions very well yet. Hoover looks over the sideline. He's got Johnson right behind him in the pistol. Trips out to the far side. He's going to throw the ball over the middle and the ball is batted down. Nice play coming in from the outside spot by Ryan Lally. Lally batted the pass down, brings up second and ten. Love Ryan Lally. He's a great kid. Annunciation kid by way of uh, Our Lady of Grace and uh, just a fun family. His mom's a novelist, believe it or not, romance novels. Really? I wonder if she knows a friend of mine that does novels, lives in Chicago. That's how they've made their multi-millions. Oh, yeah. Romance novels? I think my, yeah, romance novels. And I think my mother has read all of them. <laughs> so, Hoover with a man in motion. Boy, there was some illegal procedure penalty there, but no call. And the f pass goes out to the left-hand side, and it goes right through the hands of the intended receiver, Lawrence Christian. And it will bring up third down and ten. Two down territory again for Purcell. So, um, I I like Hoover's arm, but he plays like a sophomore. Rob, he's been given a lot of leeway, but he's also it looks like he's developed a lot of 
bad habits from the standpoint that he just locks in on one receiver and that he doesn't even go back to the other end of the field. Yeah. Well, I mean, we even see seasoned quarterbacks who do that, right? Yeah. Uh, it's kind of the differentiator between the guys who make it guys who don't. Dropping back. Hoover looks to the right. He's going to throw it out to the right, and it's going to be intercepted by the Spartans at the 17-yard line. Unbelievable play on that. That was a great play by the DB. Who was that? I thought it was Lackey. Was it Lackey? Lackey came in. There he is. Yep, Lackey's got his hands on the football, and Rennell Lackey with the interception, and he did a fantastic job of jumping that route and coming up with the second interception of the night for the Spartans. Well, he's a receiver, and he played that ball like a receiver, right? He saw that that receiver run the out, and he jumped right in front of it and went out there and and laid out for it, uh, almost like it was his route, and uh, comes away with the interception. So the Spartans turn away the Cavaliers again with an interception deep in their own territory. They take it over first and ten from their own 18-yard line. Got to do something with it here. Third turnover tonight. They, they return one. Uh, they give a safety up on the other. we got to see if we can make a play here and uh, put some more points on the board. Give the uh, Mr. Halla some breathing room. So Halla, out of the pistol with Kiner to his right. Moves Edmondson in motion, pitches it out to Kiner around the right side. Now he cuts it back to the left side, and he's going to dive forward across the 20, out near the 25. He may have gotten across the 25 just on guile alone, and he picked up seven yards on that carry, and it'll bring up second down and three. That seems like kind of a little bit of a broken play too, right? It just nothing, everything's going in one direction, and then suddenly Corey kind of stops and goes the other way like there was something not right about it, so... I've got two teams really out of sync tonight, right? Yeah. Minus one run by Kiner, just completely out of rhythm for both sides. Eight minutes to go in this first half. Spartans lead it by 12. Tumlin in motion to the far side, hand off to Kiner again. Kiner right up the middle to the 35 to the 40, puts his head down. It's going to be, they're going to spot him down at the 39 yard line. That'll be a first down on the play on a gain of 14. Probably the best crease that offensive line has created in three or four quarters. Uh, going back to last week where they were just manhandled in the second half. So they give him a little bit of room there. That's the cleanest run he's had in a while that it wasn't built on his own effort. Bird out wide right. Tumlin, slot right. Receivers out wide on both sides. Kiner to the left of Halla, and he gets the handoff. Kiner right up the middle. He's going to take it across the 40, out to the 42-yard line. That's a three-yard gain for the sophomore. He's now got nine carries on the evening for 91 yards. Of course, that big one, the 69-yarder for a TD. And I have a, a text out to Matt Bauer, our statistician, who is usually next to us. He's on the opposite side tonight to see where that puts him in relation to Jared Dean's season rushing record. Second down, seven yards to go for the Spartans from the 42. Holla, pump fake to the left, rolls out to the left. Now he's going to cut back to the right. He's going to be hit and dropped. Sophomore mistake there. Right at the 37-yard line. That'll be a loss of five on the first sack of the night. Again, and your best play is still to hand it to Kiner. I know you want to show some diversity there, but Hala has just been overwhelmed tonight, either by the moment or by Purcell's defense, that uh, it's a little bit risky. I mean, he, he looks like a deer in headlights whenever it's on him. Third down, 12 yards to go. Kiner to the left. Moving in motion to the near side is Edmondson. Hand off to Kiner. Right up the middle. Now cuts it to the left side. He's going to be stacked up and brought down after a two-yard gain on the play. 
And it will be punting time for the Spartans as the ball rests just shy of the 40-yard line. It'll bring up fourth down, 10 yards to go. And with 6.08 left to go, Luke Bird comes in to punt it away. Bird will drop back at about his own 25 to punt it away. Christensen is back set to return with his hands in his pockets at about his own 20 as the clock continues to run here in the first half. Snap has been a problem here tonight for the Spartans. The last one to Bird was a bounce, and that one is a bounce too, but Bird gets it away. It's a high, good kick that will hit at the 25, take a Spartan bounce inside the 15, and it will be down at the 10-yard line. That's a 59-yard punt, 51-yard punt, excuse me, for Luke Bird with 5.31 left to go in the half. It's now Roger Bacon 14 for Sell 2. When you're looking for a family place to go after the game, stop by the Game On Sports Bar and Grill at 5880 Chevy Out Road. With several TVs, stay on top of all the games all at once that came on. Great for the upcoming bowl season and NFL playoffs. Bring the kids. Game On has a family atmosphere that everyone will enjoy. You're home for all the Xavier and UC games with $12 buckets. Like us on Facebook. In a great location, the place to be before, during, and after the game. The Game On Sports Bar and Grill, located at 5880 Chevy Out Road in White Oaks. Boy, the Game On's a lot of fun, too. All our sponsors are great, right? Don't yeah. have anybody... Thank them for staying with us for the last couple of years. I had lunch with Matt Vollmer yesterday, right? Speaking of uh, performance yeah. auto, Matt, great guy. Got to call him. I need new brakes. Handoff. Johnson takes it out to the 10, and he's going to be stacked up right there, a loss of a yard. So uh, Tracy Jones, 85, one of our old legends, and Matt Vollmer, those guys have been friends in second grade, and myself went back to Bacon for Cheese Coney Day. <laughs> the legendary Cheese Coney's of Roger Bacon, uh, of course, Roger Bacon provides free lunch to alumni, which is a great gesture for those alumni out there who want to head back and enjoy those conies again. But uh, great time with those guys, and, and I hope Matt's listening because uh, you can't do better than all those people on the Flinton Road need their car fix, go to Performance Auto, uh, right there at the Green Hill Shopping Center. Do they offer free lunch to announcers? I can hook you up. <laughs> 4.50 to go in this first half. And Hoover looks to his right. Now he goes to the left, and he's got a receiver. That's Childress at the 15, and he's going to be bumped out of bounds at the 22-yard line. And there is a flag thrown, and I think they're going to get the Spartans for a late hit out of bounds. Uh, that was He was running up the field. I don't know how you could call that. I'm a little perplexed by it also, or maybe he just reached in and grabbed the face mask as it looked like the official just said a five-yarder. Maybe some holding, I think. Purcell doesn't look happy down there, so we'll see. And, nope, they're going to mark it off against the Spartans. And it is a personal foul, a blow to the head by the Spartans. Uh, did you see that? No. Did not see that one. But see, this is, uh, I talked about the field position game earlier, right? And regardless, this is going to be a closely called game. The officials know what happened a few years ago. Bacon shooting themselves in the foot again with stupid penalties. Takes it out to the 36-yard line. Of course, if you listen to Ed Hockley's son in the NFL, a runner is allowed to be hit in the head now. I didn't think it was on the out-of-bounds play. I thought it might have been something <laughs> that happened within the box. Must have, Must have been somewhere in that. Receivers out wide on both sides. Hoover is going to throw the bubble screen to Childress. Almost got brought down and then is brought down by Ryan Blout at the 41-yard line. Gain of five on the reception. 
they're actually reading that pretty well. You know, he misses the tackle on that one. But as you mentioned with them locking in, right, that, that play is developing quickly, but they're, Bacon's on it. Um, and you got to be careful, right, because that's an area where a turnover can happen, as we've seen already tonight. Hoover, 8 for 15 in the passing department, but he's got those two big interceptions. Second down, four yards to go for the Cavaliers. Hoover has Johnson to the left, and he's going to hand it off to Johnson on the sweep around the right-hand side, and he's going to be stacked up at the 41 and brought down right at the line of scrimmage for no gain on the play, maybe even a loss of a yard. Yeah, he lost about a yard on that one. Uh, Bacon, again, great penetration, uh, managed to get outside, stay disciplined, right? They kept the edge on that. We've seen them give that up a little bit in recent weeks, uh, able to bring him down in the backfield. 3.40 to go in this first half. 14-2. Roger Bacon on top of it here in this final moments of the first half of action. Tomorrow, Mount St. Joseph over in Hanover in Indiana taking on the Panthers. First place battle. One thirty with the kickoff. Join me then here on Ultimate Sports Talk. Hoover with Johnson to the left of him. Third down and a long four yards to go from the 42-yard line in Purcell territory. Handoff goes to Johnson up the middle. Johnson hit runs into one of his own linemen, and he's going to be stacked up at the 43 for a gain of about a yard, maybe a yard and a half, and it's fourth down and two. This will be an interesting call here. My, my gut is they go for it, and it's a Ryan Hoover keeper. But well, It looks like they're bringing in... Wholesale substitutions. My guess is this is the punting team. Well, that's but, why I'm not the coach. But Hoover is the <laughs> is also the punter, and they've got a couple of receivers out there. Everett is one of the protectors, so it would be very easy for him to catch a screen pass here from Hoover. Childress is one of the gunners out to the left hand side. Well, I wouldn't be surprised to see him try to draw him off sides first. You got to be smart here. Fourth and two from the 43. And it's a good snap to Hoover. Hoover's going to get it away. Blocked! Blocked by the Spartans and picked up at the 30 to the 25, 20, 15, 10, 5. Touchdown! That's Zach Kappel. Zach Kappel. Kappel with the block and he ran it in from 44 yards out. It's the special teams night for the Spartans and they lead it now 20 to 2. Well, you know what, we talk about winning the game in all three phases, and the important part of being able to do that is when one of your areas is not being strong, offense tonight, you have a chance to still kind of bully the team and get a win, and Bacon's come through tonight. Defensive touchdown, special team touchdown, uh, big, big play for them. Capel got in, got a big right paw on it, and then picked it up in stride and took it in from 44 yards out, and that makes it with 2.12 to go in the half, 20-2. to two. Roger Bacon on top of it, and they have to hustle an offensive lineman into the game late, and he gets into his right guard position. Blout the holder. Bird will attempt the extra point. Good snap. Blout gets it down. Kick is up, and the kick is good. 2.12 to go in the first half from Mark Stadium. Your score. Now Roger Bacon, 21 for sell too. Is your gymnasium outdated? Are your basketball backboards, bleachers, scoreboards, wall pads, and divider curtains needing maintenance? They can become huge safety concerns for students and athletes. Proper maintenance and service is critical to keeping your kids safe and prolonging your equipment. Borgman Athletics is committed to providing your school with sporting equipment that you can depend on. With state-of-the-art equipment and training, Borgman Athletics completes the job in a timely, safe, and cost-effective manner. Check them out online at BorgmanAthletics.com. At Borgman Athletics, we make sports happen. 
Transform U Fitness has changed its name. It's now Finish Strong and Personal Group Training. So are you ready to have fun and get in shape? At Finish Strong Personal and Group Training, our sessions are custom built to fit your needs, not someone else's. Finish Strong Personal and Group Training is fully dedicated to helping you achieve your fitness goals. At 4865 Duck Creek Road, or call us and get a seven-day tryout free. Everything starts with a vision. Finish Strong Personal and Group Training. Call today at 513-645-3294. 212 to go in this first half of play. And the Spartans will kick it off. Bird's going to kick it off deep. One of the few times he's done that this year. And it will be taken in by Christian. Christian cuts it to the right side from the 10 to the 15, out to the 20. Struggles forward, and he's going to get the ball out to about the 25-yard line where Purcell will start first and 10 in their own territory with three timeouts remaining. Uh, big plays and turnovers, mistakes, was we talked about you know, early on as being one of the, the keys tonight, likely in this weather and with these two teams kind of both reeling and uh, who's going to make the most of those or who's going to make the fewest. And so, you know, Bacon taking advantage, basically three turnovers plus the block punt, two of those returned for touchdowns, uh, the big kind of run. Let's see uh, what Purcell gets going with here, about two minutes left in the in the quarter. 2.04 left to go. Hoover with Johnson right behind him out of the pistol, and he's going to hand it off to Johnson. Spins into the line, and there is nothing there. Dylan Polk up to make the tackle immediately for no gain, maybe a loss of a yard on the play. And they got lucky there because it looks like there was some miscommunication, and that's where those bad snaps happened. We saw it earlier in the, the play that Jake Mumper returned for a touchdown. So uh, dangerous play, able to, to get the ball, but, but not to do much with it as he loses a yard. Ball back to the 24-yard line. It's second down, 11 yards to go. Bergman Athletics is also a two-year sponsor, thanks to them for staying with us over the past couple of years. Ryan stopped in to see him earlier this week. He was out busy at one of the schools. Hoover throws it out of the right flat, complete shy of the first down, but then the receiver, Christian, is going to take it across the 35 out to the 40 and be run out of bounds near the 42-yard line, and he's got a first down for Purcell. Yeah, and it was interesting. At that, the that's 42. a big play for them, and especially getting out, because they it looked like they were content to let the clock run a little bit. They get the ball coming out of the half. Minute 16 to go. Maybe that's why they want to try to get something. They've got three timeouts left. I don't want to jinx it, but we haven't called Devontae much tonight. For a guy who made no. sure we knew what his name was. But he's big. He's huge. He looked like, again, he's probably 6'4", 6'5", and, and 210 pounds. Yeah, they, they've got him at 6'5", dropping back Hoover. Hoover steps out to the left, throws the ball out into the left flat, and it is incomplete. And, you know, th- what's interesting is I've watched here now a half, and, and Zach Hoover, I think, is a good player, but he gets those plays. He wants to make these long throws, and he telegraphs them, and it's very, very easy for those re- cornerbacks or safeties for Bacon to kind of read that and undercut, right? I mean, there's another one that if they're going full speed, I, I thought that probably should have been picked off and, and taken back the other way. He just kind of knew it was going to be incomplete and gave up on the play. But that's a tough throw for anybody, and he's just laying them out there uh, for the taking. Yeah, as a sophomore, and the hardest thing to improve upon is arm strength. And right now, he's not showing a lot of it. Hoover steps up into the pocket, rolls out to the right on second and ten, throws it up the right side incomplete. He tried to go to Everett, and, boy, he airmailed that thing so high, Everett couldn't even come down yeah. with it. He jumped, jumped for it out of bounds. So, 
You're right. And, and he, he doesn't have bad arm strength. He just doesn't have an elite arm. And some of those throws he tries to make, you know, are the Brett Favre, Aaron Rodgers variety where, where you know, he's trying to throw a cross field on a frozen rope 40 or 50 yards, and he just doesn't have that kind of arm. And, and so, and plus he's telegraphing it, right? So everyone in the, the stadium's watching him lock in, like you said, and loft it out there. So with a minute five to go in the... Uh, penalty now? What, what was that penalty? It was a 10-yard penalty, and it's going to mark it down to the 48-yard line in Roger Bacon territory and give Purcell a first down. Mental mistakes, whatever it was. Well, I didn't see them signal a penalty. I didn't even see a flag out there. Dropping back Hoover. Hoover looks out to the left, and it is caught. Caught by Dejon Jackson at the 45 for a gain of three, and they'll say he got his feet inbounds. So Dejon Jackson with a three-yard completion. And it brings up second down, and call it seven yards to go. Well, the, the big thing here is, you know, they got to get them to utilize some clock, right? You, you can't just let these guys have a free pass to get out of bounds. So, you know, bring them down in bounds. They know they're going to throw it. Read the quarterback. Make a play. Bring them down, and at least make them burn timeout. Hoover, 10 for 18. Drops straight back. Looks over the middle. He's going to throw it over the head. Trying, just trying to evade the rush by the Spartans. And he threw it right over the head of his intended receiver, Evan Cox, a sophomore. And I actually thought, I think it was Nate Stark coming through there that almost had a chance to get a hand on the ball and knock it free. Uh, he kind of had holding it loosely. Third down, seven yards to go. Back into the ball game is Lawrence Christian. And leaving the contest is Torrance Johnson. Now in the backfield is Evan Cox. He's going to line up at a running back position, taking the place of Johnson. Third down, eight. Well, make it about a long seven yards to go. Hoover from the 45, drops straight back, throws it out into the flat, complete to Cox. Cox in Roger Bacon territory, takes it to the 48. He's going to lose about four yards on that reception. I actually thought he had that set up pretty well, the, the screen. Uh, but as soon as those linemen got that much of a free release, the linebackers kind of came over and cleaned it up pretty swiftly. 12, or make it 11 for 20 in the ball game now for Zach Hoover. The most passes he's thrown in a game this year was 50. He completed 32 of them. Roger Bacon has just taken a timeout with 44.8 seconds to go. We'll take a quick step away. Your score, the Spartans 21, Purcell 2. Are you ready to have fun and get in shape? This is Kelly at Transform You Fitness. At Transform You Fitness, we make you smile while working off the stress of the day. Our training sessions are custom built to fit your needs, not someone else's. At Transform You Fitness, we are fully dedicated to helping you achieve your fitness goals. Check us out at 4865 Duck Creek Road or call us and get a seven-day tryout. Everything starts with a vision. We help you get there. Transform You Fitness. Call me today at 513 513- Six four five three two nine four. A couple of Roger Bacon grads that stayed with us this year, Mike Sita and also Frank Sita from the Lucky Turtle. Good people. Frank Sita had some quite a few uh, quality evenings, afternoons at the Lucky Turtle. How, how much quality could could there I, have actually, been? I don't drink, but uh, <laughs> I just like being around Frank. He's just a great guy. Oh, he's a card. 
I'll tell you, he's something else. Our thanks to those two for being with us here this year on Ultimate Sports Talk. Fourth down 11. Hoover from the 49 of Roger Bacon. Drops straight back. Looks downfield. Now he's going to throw the ball up into the air, and it is over the head of Everett and incomplete. Well, that had to have been about 14 feet in the air then to be over his head. because. So now the Spartans are going to get the ball in pretty good field position. Rob at their own 49-yard line with... 43.4 seconds to go and three and two timeouts left. Well, we know what we're going to get. Handoffs to Kiner. The nice part is he's a home run threat every time he touches it, right? He, he could go for one, he could go for ten, he could go the distance here, which is 50 yards, right? We're right at the 50. So, uh, interesting here to, to see what happens, but I would be con- think that Mike Wild's content to go in up 19. The defensive alignment right now, they're putting four men about ten yards off the line of scrimmage in a line in the backfield. That's interesting. It is an interesting defensive alignment. Ball in the near hash mark. Kiner. Now, is that still Holla or is that Bullock in the ballgame? That's still Holla. But Holla with... Kiner to the left, dropping back Holla. No, that is Bullock, and Bullock's going to throw it deep up the right side to to Tomlin, and he just let it bounce off his hands and incomplete. That is Coleman. Excuse me, Zach Coleman. Boy, oh, boy. Tyler Bullock just came into the ballgame. They weren't sure he was going to play. It was going to be a game-time decision. He's got that broken pinky, but... That might have been the best pass he's thrown in a long time. Well, it is. And, you know, I think he caught them off guard for one. And, and second, you know, Ryan Hollow will be a good player here. And we've seen him play well on defense, but just looked lost in the first half. And, you know, Mike Bob making the decision he had to go with, with his, his junior, even with, with a little bit of a, a bum hand. Here towards the end of the first half, 38.2. Second down 10 from the 49. Bullock looks over the middle, and it bounces into the arms of Zuri Edmondson incomplete. And you know, the two passes now that they need to catch, right? There's no yeah. excuse for, for not making those passes, especially Kuhlman and Edmondson, who are seniors. You know, Kuhlman, a, a Division One recruit. Edmondson's have a, had a great year. I think he leads in receptions. you got to make that play, uh, give your chance, uh, team a chance to go in with more points. So it's third down, 10 yards to go. Kiner to the left of Bullock. Trips out to the far side for the Spartans. Bullock calls out the snap on third and ten from the 49. Steps up into the pocket, throws it into the right flat, and it is intercepted by Purcell. Intercepted on the play by Torrance Johnson. Johnson takes it up the right side, and he takes it inside Roger Bacon territory to the 35-yard line where he's stopped right there. And that's what you couldn't do, right? Uh, and that's what we've seen Bacon in general. You know, it's, it's not fair to say Tyler's done it, but those mistakes that just kill you in critical times, right? So I, I don't know why one of those three passes, if you miss the first big one to, to Kuhlman, you take a shot with Kiner, maybe you come back on third down or you come back on third and give it to Kiner, but that play uh, never had a chance, just way, way off the receiver, way behind him, right into the arms of, of Purcell and giving them a chance with 24 seconds to maybe get him with some more points. So the ball resting at the 34-yard line of Roger Bacon, Purcell in Control of the football. They move Johnson over to the left-hand side. 
Receivers out wide on both sides. Dropping back is Hoover. Hoover now is going to tuck it under. He's going to cut up the middle and then throw it out to the left-hand side to Evan Cox. Cox is going to be hit at the 20 and driven back near the 21-yard line. He's got a 14-yard reception and a first down for the Cavaliers, and the Cavaliers will take time out. That'll be their second of the ball game. So 15 seconds left. They have to go to the end zone, right? They, they have timeouts, but they don't have the ability to kick a field goal from here. So Bacon has to stay disciplined, have to try to get a pass rush. Where they're really having luck, you know, Bacon's doing a good job covering down the field. Where, where they've completed passes are those comeback routes. Uh, you know, that one was a little bit of a kind of a garbage play, a school ground play where the quarterback breaks down, receiver escapes coverage by coming back towards the ball and, and picks it up, uh, bring him down and bounce. But th- that'll be the key here. Bacon's got to keep those guys towards the middle of the field, short of the goal line, and bring them down in bounds, make them burn through those timeouts. Fifteen seconds, not a whole lot of time, uh, but you certainly want to keep them out of the end zone. That's enough to get maybe three, possibly three plays here for Purcell. Maybe just two with 15 and a half seconds to go in the first half of action. So Corey Kiner has broken the single-season record so far held by Jarrett Dean. Boy, Jarrett's another one that has helped us out this year, thanks to him. One of the all-time greats. And a great guy, right? All-time oh, yeah. great guy, great Spartan, great football player. Fifteen and a half left to go. Ball resting at the 21-yard line of Bacon. Dropping back is Hoover. Hoover's going to step up in the pocket. He's going to run it to the 20, to the 15, to the 10. Puts his head down. He's going to take it down to about the 6-yard line of Roger Bacon on a 15-yard run. There is 6 seconds to go, and Purcell will burn their final timeout. Boy, a big run by Hoover. It really is. Um... But, you know, risky. I mean, it, certainly he, he comes down just in time. It gives him six seconds is enough to, to at least run one play, depending on how long it takes to set up. Uh, but it's also enough with no timeouts. Um, it's going to be right at the near the five-yard line, Rob. Now, if Hoover was a good field goal kicker, you would think they could kick a field goal here because they are going to get the ball to start the second half. But Hoover has not even attempted a field goal this season. Well, this, this would be the spot to do it, uh, but I, I think what he's probably going to do is try to try to run a play quickly that gives him a chance to throw it to the end zone again. Five yards is not a long distance, uh, and maybe give yourself two chances uh, if possible. What you don't want to do is throw one of those quick outs or, or comeback routes and come down in bounds when you, you yeah. have no timeouts. So there are trips out to the far side. Cox is going out far right along with Dejon Jackson and Everett. To the left is Johnson of Hoover. Hoover with the ball on the near hash mark. Six seconds to go in the first half. He'll take the snap. Drops back. Looks to the left. He's going to step up. Throw into the end zone. Complete touchdown. Got it in the end zone to Johnny Childress with 1.6 seconds to go in this first half of action, and that cuts the Spartan lead down to 21-8. to Yep, and that's where that interception kills you, right? So how many times have we seen mistakes this year at critical times be the story for Roger Bacon? And that one's there. You have a chance to go up 19. Now you're, they're going to cut into that. 
some discrepancy here with Roger Bacon fans of whether or not they're not stopping that clock from up here a little bit short uh, before the, the play is actually over, uh, as might have been the case there. But even still, if, it, if it's a second, they still get the ball. In. And again, the, the defense should have been more aware of what the play is. They've, they've run the same play on offense 15 times tonight. So Hoover will attempt the extra point. He's 13 for 14 on the year, and he drills that one through, make it 14 for 15. With 1.6 seconds remaining in the half, it is now 21 to 9. Roger Bacon leads it by 12 here at the end of the first half. And we've still got 1.6 seconds to go in it to see what happens here at the end of this one. Of course, with Corey Kiner, they may set him back. I imagine we'll see a, a squib. Uh, if not an onside, something easy that, that just kills the second and try to uh, to get out of here as is. But, you know, it, it's interesting. It, it'll, it'll be a fun second half. Uh, Purcell's going to get the ball coming out. I don't know that they have the, the ability to drive the length of the field uh, without the luck of a big play. And, you know, we're given the break there. If, if you even tackle him on that interception 10 yards back further than you did, they don't score. So it... A killer mistake, but you know Bacon's still not in a bad position here, uh, going in with the lead. Uh, a couple possessions at halftime. Kiner's in the game now, dropping all the way back to about the five is Tumlin. Kiner is one of the up backs, trying to entice Hoover to go ahead and kick it deep instead of kicking it short because Kiner's on the right side. If you look at it, now they're going to switch sides. Hey, he and Lackey. So Kiner's going to come to the near side, and he's one of the up backs. So let's see what happens. There's still just a 1.6 seconds to go. Hoover taking a lot of time. Tumlin is the deep back for the Spartans. Now Hoover will approach the football, and he will kick it off. It'll be a squib kick, and it'll be taken in by one of the up backs for Roger Bacon. He will just fall on it, and that will end... Well, nope, four-tenths of a second only went off the clock, and that was Evan Webb who fielded the football. I'd go up top to Kuhlman at least, right? You get either pass interference or maybe a completion. but And it will be Tyler Bullock back out onto the field. So Bullock is out onto the field, and I don't even see Halla across the way on the sideline, Rob. They're going to go in, Trying. just take a knee and go in. Yeah, that's what they'll do. Bullock will take the knee, and that'll end the first half of action. It's been a special teams extravaganza for the Roger Bacon Spartans here tonight in the rain from Mark Stadium at Walnut Hills. Your score at the half, it is the Roger Bacon Spartans 21, Purcell the Cavaliers 9. Need your car fixed and have no idea where to go? Stay local. Take your vehicle to Matt Palmer at Pioneer Automotive in Green Hills on 48 Eswin Street. Matt's customers like their prompt, reliable service at a price you can afford. In fact, most customers refer Matt Palmer at Pioneer Automotive to their friends and family. Simply put, he runs his business the way all auto service centers should be, with integrity. Pioneer Automotive, they get the job done right. Pioneer Automotive, located at 48 Eswin Street. Call them at 513-851-5131. 
Hey, it's Mel Egger. Well, let me ask you a question. What do you know about your insurance? Chances are you know how much you pay for it, but do you really know what your coverage is? Chances are you don't, and that's because most insurance companies don't go out of their way to make sure you understand what you're buying. That's why RJL is different. They design insurance programs that they monitor continually, and they make sure they adapt your coverage as your life changes. Call RJL Insurance today. Obtain a quote from Rob, Jared, or Kevin at 513-322-5637. Ascent Safety Solutions focuses on preventing injuries before they happen. Ascent partners with employers to create a strong safety culture through ongoing safety evaluations, writing, and implementing safety policies and procedures, and OSHA-compliant training. Having challenges on the job site? Ascent provides job site inspections, along with temporary and full-time on-site safety staffing across the nation. Ascent Safety Solutions. Together, we can improve lives and reduce claim costs at the same time. Call Tommy Watkins at 513-351-1222. This Roger Bacon Spartans High School football broadcast is made possible by Transform U Fitness, Eric Geiger State Farm Insurance, Jake Sweeney Automotive, Ascent Safety Solutions, Game On Sports Bar, RJL Insurance, Stacy Heating and Cooling, and Vonderhaar Catering. Please let these sponsors know you heard their name on Roger Bacon Spartans High School football broadcast on ultimatesportstalk.com. So, Dave, uh, as you're aware, uh, I had a commitment here beginning in October, uh, the first of the month, actually, as we were getting ready for Open House uh, to promote it by doing my own social media campaign, and I started doing that on the first, and uh, today was day 26, right? Open House is Sunday. Uh, and today it was about life is good. Uh, and for anyone who's been around Roger Bacon uh, for any period of time under under Steve Shad and Tom Burke, uh, Mr. Zlatic and Alyssa Flading and Brandon Cowan and, and all of the administration, uh, life is good is, is kind of taken on a life of its own, right? It, it's a phrase that uh, is perfectly simple but, but simply perfect for Roger Bacon. Uh, impeccable, concise representative of Roger Bacon's Franciscan values and virtue, uh, of what it means to be a student at this wonderful school. And despite its superficial simplicity, uh, it's also complex, right? Life is good. Uh, it has monumental meaning to Roger Bacon. Uh, it's a mantra, a state of mind, a rallying cry, a reminder, a blessing, a beacon, a bond, an affirmation, a prayer, and a wish. Uh, it's this promise that Roger Bacon makes to its students and its families and alumni and for each student back to the school, uh, a phrase that each student has really embraced as being unique to Roger Bacon, uh, even though it's been around for a long time, it's really become Roger Bacon's, uh, and it's become uh, important to each student's own mission, uh, unifying them really in what I think is the single most magical high school culture you're ever going to find. Uh, and has become so ingrained, they've even put it on T-shirts here at Roger Bacon. Uh, and, of course, those, those three words, life is good, maybe the most important words uh, that have ever been spoken in the 91 years of Roger Bacon history, uh, certainly one that, that has not only come to represent Roger Bacon, but really you could say maybe even saved it, uh, forever attached to, again, Steve Shad and that administration who have carried the school to, to heights that some thought weren't possible to get back to. Uh, Mr. Shad, of course, a, a former Marine, as you know, an educator, an innovator, uh, just really this force of positivity and creativity and integrity that is a leader in the truest sense uh, and refuses to let these kids do anything more than, than be the best that they can be and then gives them every opportunity from the tools he's put in place to the motivation he gives them every day to achieve it. 
so life is good. We celebrate it as we move to open house with Roger Bacon, uh, a phrase that provides the students with not only perspective but confidence and enthusiasm, a phrase they always have with them, an exclamation point on their victories and a comfort when they fall short and an assurance that with Roger Bacon and with each other, uh, they can achieve anything they ever would dream of, including the truest of Franciscan virtues, happiness. So life is good, and is it ever? Nowhere is that more apparent than at Roger Bacon. And uh, I hope everyone is at Open House, uh, alums, family, friends, uh, you name it, to get out there and uh, visit Open House this Sunday. They are role models and educators. Their work requires a great deal of time and energy for very little pay. Who are these unsung heroes? Thanks, Coach. Thanks, Coach. The simple truth about education-based athletics in Ohio is this. Without a committed team of coaches and administrators, it just wouldn't be possible. School sports, they bring out the best in all of us. This message presented by the Ohio High School Athletic Association and the Ohio Interscholastic Athletic Administrators Association. I'm here with the head girls. It may not require a textbook, but it's filled with valuable lessons. It may not take place in a classroom, but it's an ideal environment for learning. It may not involve a diploma, but it can help prepare Ohio's young people for life. It's high school sports. High school sports can play a critical role in a student's overall education. In fact, studies show that students that participate in high school sports are more likely to enjoy greater levels of achievement in their academic lives. If you think high school sports are only about competition, think again. Better yet, think about attending a high school sporting event in your community. You'll be amazed by what you see. High school sports, a winning part of a complete education. This message presented by the Ohio High School Athletic Association and the Ohio Interscholastic Athletic Administrators Association. Spartans on top of this one, 21 to 9 here at halftime from Walnut Hills, Mark Stadium. Rob Rickenbaugh and Dave Mitchell back with you here at halftime of this ball game. And the Roger Bacon volleyball team has made it to the district finals, and they are going to be playing the second seeded. Springfield-Kenton Ridge, and that will be tomorrow. That game, Rob, is going to, I guess you wouldn't call it tip-off, but probably serve-off at 4.30 in the afternoon. Yep, I will be there uh, with Kettering Fairmont. Kettering Fairmont with a bunch of freshman volleyball players in tow, uh, with my daughter included. Going to be exciting. So, you know, Roger Bacon's currently 24-0, ranked number one in the state. Uh, despite some injuries and kind of what was perceived to be a rebuilding year, but Alyssa Flading, incredible job with this program, right? The way they really develop kids from the time they, they first set foot on campus to the time they become seniors. And not only that, becoming really confident players. That, you know, I spoke to Alyssa last week and said, you know, we don't bring out a bunch of 6-4 killers that, that you expect to, to go out there and just run over teams. But what we do bring is a team that reads defense really well, that knows exactly how to get to a ball and then where to place it uh, against the other team. And the other thing is that they have so much confidence in their abilities and, and working as a team that uh, they really believe they're, they're going to win every time they go out there. This year they have done that, right? Uh, I don't think it, it, you ever expect to go undefeated. They've done it, but uh, have a great shot certainly to win tomorrow and take districts and then have their eyes on a, a state championship, which would be our fourth uh, at Roger Bacon. 
Well, they started out the tournament by beating Norwood last Saturday, 3-zip. And then later on, I believe it was on Tuesday night, they played Goshen, who was the sixth seed, and they beat them also 3 to nothing, And that's what catapulted them into the district championship game to take on Springfield-Kenton Ridge. Now, Kenton Ridge, the number two seed, did not accept the bye. They went ahead and played the opening game, and they defeated Trotwood-Madison 3 to nothing. A lot of coaches will do that, Rob. Even in, even in basketball, they'll disdain the bye because they want to get that first game under their belt. And that's what Kenton Ridge did. Then Kenton Ridge came back a couple of days later and defeated St. Paris Graham Local 3 to nothing. Then they came in and played Benjamin Logan out of Bellefontaine and they beat them 3 to nothing. So you've got two teams that are going to be in the district finals tomorrow, Rob, that have not lost a game yet in tournament action. Right, and Bacon, at least with Norwood and Goshen, were never challenged. Uh, I mean, there, there were times where Bacon was not playing its A game, and, and I think one of those games against Norwood ended up, the first one was 25-5, to 5, and the next one was 25-11, to 11, and uh, it was a little closer for a stretch before Bacon put them away. Uh, so they're going to have to bring their A game. It's It'll be interesting, though. Bacon have had a, a tougher schedule than maybe they get credit for. Uh, they see the undefeated record, and they think, oh, you know, maybe they coasted. But Kettering, McNick, Seton, they, you know, they beat a very, very good Seton team uh, who's a Division One team. So they're, they're tested. They're playing a team that has earned their stripes as well and has earned that second seed and, and is trying to set themselves up with as much opportunity to compete and beat a Roger Bacon. So it'll be a great match. We've got a whole bus of kids going up from Roger Bacon tomorrow. I think the bus leaves at 3. Uh, to get there and cheer the Spartans on as uh, they look to take home districts. Now, if they make it to the regionals, they will be playing in Vandalia, and they will take on the winner of Tip City Tippecanoe, who is the number one seed. They'll be playing at Fairmont tomorrow also. That game's going to get underway at 3 o'clock against Bellbrook. So Tip City and Bellbrook will be playing in the first game. The winner of that one plays in the regionals, in the regional semifinal, and that's at Vandalia, and Rob, that will get underway as I take a look at this on November the 1st, which is what, Thursday? Uh, yeah, Thursday. That's going to be at 7.30, and that'll be at Vandalia Butler High School. So there you go. That's the setup. And, and, and again, improbable run, right? So they certainly didn't expect to be undefeated. I don't think it would be accurate to say she expected to... Uh, be number one in the state if you talk to Coach Flading before the before the year, uh, especially when Meredith Gallette went down, uh, who was one of the, one of their better players, more experienced players, and a good player that they thought they maybe couldn't afford to lose. But you know they, they've had a lot of younger players step up, and, and they have Olivia Hawkins. I think is as good as any player I've seen all year of watching volleyball. You know if you have six of her. You just go ahead and go up to Columbus and get your trophy. So uh, a great program, great kids. They, they have everything from freshmen to seniors that are kind of coming together, Grace Wilking uh, and on and on. So uh, they're going to be a tough out for whoever they get in this tournament. And here's the question. I asked you this last week that I wish you would have asked Coach Filating. If she's listening, hopefully she can get us the answer to this question. What would mean more to her, the state championship that she won as a player or a state championship as a coach? I, th- I think I can guess the answer to that, right? And uh, knowing the, her and the way she feels about the kids at Roger Bacon uh, and being a Franciscan, right? She's a Roger Bacon alum. 
Uh, and at that point, it's about sharing those gifts with others, right? And, and the wonderful moments you've had in your life, either academically or socially or professionally, uh, with new people. Uh, and in this case, she'd want those kids to experience what she got to experience as a player first and foremost. And uh, I know the girls mean the absolute world to her. And so the opportunity for them to experience a state title and be a coach that also was able to bring one back, like Carol Shawway did, her, her coach and mentor, my guess would be, and I will find out from her, she can email me or text me if she's listening, uh, that she would want to uh, win it for her players. Now, the other thing that happened today, girls' basketball practice began today. That's going to be an awesome season, right? Uh, I know Matt Vollmer's listening, and Carolyn is a, a player. I'm, I'm talking to Matt on Facebook right now. Oh, yeah, there you go. <laughs> uh, so Kylie Shepard and, and Miss Craig are legit Division One prospects who are, are two of the best sophomores in the whole country, not, not just Cincinnati, right? Plus they have uh, a third Division One recruit who is on the roster. I don't know that they've ever had, even going back to the great 95 team with the, with the Mueller twins uh, and – Kelsey, that, that they were ever going to be uh, three Division One prospects of the caliber they have now, it's going to be really interesting, especially when you mix in some of those other players uh, that are veterans and are athletic and good basketball players. Uh, they're going to be a complete nightmare for anybody who tips off across the room. I know, I know my grade school principal for my, my sons, uh, his daughter's a big Nick. She plays freshman basketball. Uh, and He's watched them kind of come up with those varsity games, and McNick is petrified of what Roger Bacon is going to bring out there this year to run them off the court. So uh, I can't wait for that. Well, I'll tell you this. As you know, and, what a lot, and a lot of people probably know, my younger son Patrick is the girls' varsity basketball coach at Strasburg High School, which is up near New Philly, just south of Canton. He has taken a program there, Rob, and I'm going to boast about him a little bit, that when he started had six girls. And now he is excited he's got 11 on a Division Four team. I know Strasburg's not going to play Roger Bacon this year, but they are going to play, guess who, Highland. Highland. And, you know, that's not going to be a fun game, but they're in the same conference as Highland. Yeah. So they've got to play them. Um, but it's going to be a fun season. At least he can... When he looks down his bench, at least he's got a choice of who he puts into the ball game rather than just one. It never hurts, right? Or prepare, you know, an injury or a, you know foul situation or something. But yeah. uh, you know, the, those freshmen have it. It's hard to be a freshman anyway. Take sports off the table, right? Just adjusting to high school and new friends and expectations and the academics at Bacon are not a cakewalk, right? So there's a lot there anyway. Plus, you're now playing varsity basketball. Uh, as freshmen, and it's just a, there's a learning curve. I know having seen some of those girls over the summer and what they have accomplished, uh, Kylie Shepard in particular, who's as good as any player that's ever walked in Roger Bacon on any side of the boys or girls, uh, they're going to be awesome and, uh, you know, only sophomore, right? So they're going to have a long stretch here where they really own their conference and probably own the state uh, for the next three years. Well, so the girls' basketball team gets underway this week. The boys' high school around the state gets underway next Friday. So basketball season is coming around the corner. Of course, you can hear all of the Mount St. Joseph games on Ultimate Sports Talk. That's coming up here in just a couple of weeks. College so. tips off in about seven days. So. Yeah, it does. Yeah, you've got the, the game on the ship. Yeah. The naval ship, which I never Probably could next Friday night, like the... the Second, right? You know, here's my question. If you're playing a basketball game 
on a battleship, do you try to save the ball in on the sideline? Uh, you know what? That's interesting. I, I don't remember. What I do remember is the very first one they did, Carolina played Michigan State in a rematch on it, right? Uh-huh. And there was a condensation that was made. First of all, it was very narrow, right? So yeah. you had everybody getting packed and too close to the court, but there was condensation for some reason that was coming off the ocean water and making its way to the court as the temperature on the court heated up. So it became really kind of slippery and slick and kind of a really sloppy, ugly game. Carolina won, of course. But nonetheless, uh, not a great basketball game. Uh, and it, you know what? It usually isn't when Michigan State tries to take on the Tar Heels. But yeah, I digress. <laughs> you digress, yeah. I can just tell you right now, if I'm playing on a battleship and the ball is going out of bounds on the sideline, there is no way I'm going after that basketball. And, but, you know, and by the way, you know who I got to talk to the other day, which uh, he's somebody who I think very highly of and, and some people might have heard of. is uh, He grew up around this area. is Eric Montross, uh, the Carolina great. I got to talk to you yesterday, actually. Um, Great guy, looking forward to the season, doing a lot of great things for the university, but, um, you know, grew up around here over in Indiana, right, and uh, misses the Midwest, still lives down there and works for the Rams Club, uh, but awesome, and looking forward to a season that, uh, as he has said yesterday, Nasir Little, the freshman, gets a lot of hype, and he's certainly coming in highly touted, but he is significantly better than even the hype, he said. He said it's been a long time, maybe Stackhouse, that they've had a player that athletic and that uh, high of a basketball IQ. So it's going to be a fun season. How do you feel about the Fighting Irish basketball team? Uh, not as great. Now, I hope the football team beats Navy tomorrow. How do you feel? I meant to ask you because a few weeks ago we, we talked about the World Series. You said, I know one thing's for sure, the Red Sox aren't going to win it. Oh. And so uh, I didn't know as, as the, I still hold the baseball to guy. I still hold to it. They're, they're up 2 nothing. I know. But I still cannot see the Red Sox winning this World Series. I just can't see it. It'll probably happen, but I can't see it. You know, not that I don't want to see it. I don't want to see it. That, that just, At least it's not the Yankees, right? Yeah, well, that's true. Good point. 21-9, to Roger Bacon on top of it here over Purcell. As we end uh, the halftime festivities, Rob and I will be back with more after this. If I play sports for my school... I'll learn how to be part of a team. I will have more friends. I will be active now and when I'm a grown-up. I will learn how to work hard. I'll have better attendance. I'll learn how to overcome adversity. I'll be more likely to go to college. I will learn how to get along with others. If I play sports for my school. If I play sports for my school. If I play sports for my school. I must learn to be a good student during school if I want to throw on my uniform after school. This Roger Bacon Spartans High School football broadcast is made possible by Edno and McLeod, attorneys, the Substation 2 in Florence, Jason Regelsberger, State Farm Insurance, the Lucky Turtle, T-Spot, Window Tint and Audio, Pioneer Auto Service, Borgman Athletics, and Sunday's Pub. Please let these sponsors know you heard their name on Roger Bacon Spartans High School broadcast on UltimateSportsTalk.com. Rob, at the end of the game, I know I won't get an opportunity to say this because we like to get wrapped up and, and get the equipment put get away home, and everything. Yeah. But yeah, but 
Um, it has really been a lot of fun over the last couple of years to do these games with you. I'm very thankful that uh, you asked me to do them uh, over a year ago, 14 months ago. You gave me a call and uh, wanted me to consider doing this, and it took me, what, about five minutes to say okay? A little more convincing than that, right? I think we had a couple <laughs> conversations. But yeah. I, I want to thank you because you gave us the shortcut uh, to getting it up on the air and giving Roger Bacon fans really the opportunity to, to follow their team, and especially this year with some of those long away games, Huron and Carroll being the two big ones. Um, you know, we've, we've given them an opportunity to hear exciting team to probably hear what's going to be a record-breaking season for Corey Kiner as a tailback position. Uh, and, and really, I, I think I speak for Matt Vollmer and Frank Sita and all of the people who you've met through here that you've really become part of the, the Bacon family, and uh, we've, we've loved having you. And as a guy told me last week, after we said our goodbyes and I'm walking to the school, a guy who's been in the booth for all the Bacon games that we've been in and said, uh, that's one of the best play-by-play guys I've ever heard. That's what separates... <laughs> Our product from you know any other game I've ever listened to, so uh, you're as good as anyone at what you do. Well, I I appreciate it, and uh, as I've had a lot of people tell me, you you really fit in well. You've got the history behind Roger Bacon. You know all the ins and outs about it, stuff that I don't know, and and you really add a lot to the broadcast. So I I really appreciate you uh, joining, and let's let's see what the future holds for this. Well, you know, I'm a homer, and so, uh, and I never forget anything, right? I'm like my dad in that regard. So, uh, especially, you know, things I, I've learned just paying attention, and I, I really do love Roger Bacon and the history uh, from the greats to the guys that were just great guys to play with. Like, I, I'm just talking on Facebook now with Tom Pierce, a teammate of mine. I've mentioned him before, right? Because yeah. Tom's always the guy who, uh, would never give up, so he'd be on the bottom of a pile trying to twist ankles at the end of a game, even if we were down by, by five touchdowns. So uh, it's just a special place. Uh, I love being able to talk about Roger Bacon whenever I can. Uh, some might tell you I hang around that place too much. Uh, Michelle Perdrick's probably one of those. But um, it's a great thing, and I love being able to bring other people in like yourself and say, hey, you know, take a look at what I think is the most incredible educational experience, certainly in the Cincinnati area, uh, Catholic public, private, you name it. You know, I've never asked you this question. I'm going to ask you now. What was it that caused you to go to Roger Bacon? What was it for you? Well, I, I was third generation, right? So okay. at the time, the only other option I could have had was St. X. And, uh, you know, if you put girls, and, and my, my grandfather and my father, the two men I idolized my whole life, they were both Bacon guys. Uh, all my friends from, from right up the street, I went to St. Clement right there. So uh, all my friends going up to Bacon, of course, uh, it was always a no-brainer for me. Uh, what I'm proud of is it, it became much more of a decision for my daughter, who uh, up until the very last minute thought she was going to another high school, and uh, I stayed out of it, believe it or not. I told someone today, I said, I really, in fact, it was the principal's daughter. I said, I, I, w- I couldn't have been further away from her when she made the decision because I didn't want to influence it. Uh, and I wanted her to see it through her own eyes, right? That's the only way she was ever going to be happy. And for her to choose Roger Bacon and now to come back and say, Dad, I chose the right school, uh, it's just more affirmation for me that uh, there's no place like Roger Bacon. So the Spartans lead it right now 21-9 to here at halftime, and we're getting set for second-half action. Believe it or not, the rain has actually gone away. The umbrellas are kind of going away here this evening also at Mark Stadium. It looks like it's still going pretty. Look at that puddle right there, man. Well, maybe it is coming down just a little bit. So dropping back set to return for Purcell is going to be Christian and also Dejan Jackson. 
They are dropping back, a junior and a senior. And Luke Bird's going to kick it off. Spartans will be going from right to left across your computer screen to start this second half of action. Bird's going to kick it deep, and it's going to be taken in by Christian as he backpedals back to the one-yard line, to the five, cuts it to the far side, to the ten. Now cuts it back to the middle, to the 15. Butts it back outside towards the 20-yard line, and that's where he is going to be dropped. First and ten, that's where the... Cavaliers will start with it at their own 20-yard line. No, he, he probably should have been tackled inside the 20 there based on where he received it. But, uh, you know, not football, you know, you have to be a genius coach to say big plays and turnovers are, are going to kind of be the key to the second half, mistakes, and which team makes the fewest. That's football in general, but in, tonight where both offenses have kind of sputtered and everybody looks out of sync. Uh, it's really going to come down to who's going to make the fewest mistakes and who's going to make the bigger plays here in the second half. Hoover unofficially 11 for 21 passing. He's got those two interceptions. Johnson lines up to the left of him. He's got 10 carries for only 13 yards on the night. Hoover with Johnson to the left trips out to the near side. Ball in the far hash mark. And the handoff goes to Johnson. He's going to bring it around the sweep on the right-hand side to the 21, to the 22. And Ryan Blout is right there for the Spartans to stop him for a two-yard gain along with Evan Webb. It'll be interesting to see what happens here with uh, with Hoover because uh, he looks like the, much like Brett Favre or anybody else, right? If you let him get too comfortable and get into too much of a rhythm, uh, he'll start heat-checking you uh, and throwing it all over the place. And he's a guy who can kill you, right? I mean, he's got some big guys who can make catches. you got to keep him uncomfortable uh, and not let him get into that rhythm here in the second half. So of the ball at the 21-yard line, they're just going to give Johnson a yard gain. He lines up to the left of Hoover. Receivers on wide on both sides. Moving in motion is Jackson, and he's going to get it on the jet sweep around the left side this time. Jackson takes it out to the 25-yard line. Maybe the 26 is where they'll give him. Five-yard gain for Jackson, and it will be third down and a long four yards to go. And I couldn't tell on that if it if it looked like he tried to get upfield a little too prematurely because I thought he had more of an edge out there that he could have got near the sideline. He probably goes for a first down, but uh, still makes a great run. You know, third and four, manageable. Wouldn't be surprised to see Hoover keep it here. Ball to 26, Johnson to the left of Hoover. Hoover, so far tonight, carried the ball four times for 33 yards. He's going to throw it out in the left flat, incomplete to Childress, letting too far, and Hoover was... Under a heavy, heavy rush. Nate Stark. By Nate Stark. You're right. It looked like that that could have been picked off as well, right? He, he overshot that in the corner. Probably if he breaks on that a, a half second quicker, maybe has a chance to, to pull that one in. But uh, hopefully uh, they hold him to the punt here. Looks like they're going to punt, and uh, we'll get the ball back and see if we make something happen. So dropping back is Hoover. He will punt the football away. Tumlin sets back at about his own. 40-yard line to collect in this punt with 10.24 to go in the third quarter. We've just begun. Spartans held the Cavaliers on their first possession. Hoover gets a high short kick. Tumlin's going to let it bounce inside the 50-yard line, and it will go out of bounds before they finally mark it out at about the, the official now will get to midfield. They're going to put it right at Midfield, So it's just a 24-yard punt for Zach Hoover. And the Spartans will take it over first and 10 right at midfield with 10-18 to go in this third quarter. Uh, and I couldn't see who were in here. If it's 
if we're staying with Bull, we're staying with Bullock. He doesn't need to win the game. He just needs to manage it, not make mistakes, not lose it. Uh, the, the interception was big, right? Let's just see if he can, he can play a decent game. And the handoff comes to Kiner off left tackle. He takes it inside the 50, down to the 46, bounces off a tackle to the 40, to the 35, out near the near sideline. He's going to be dropped at the 32-yard line. 18-yard gain for Corey Kiner, and it's a first down for the Spartans at the Purcell 32. And again, I, I think the thing that is least heralded of him right now is his patience. And as he goes up there to, to where the block was supposed to be, and he waited for it to set up, it wasn't there, he bounces it. Uh, is able to, to make about a 20-yard gain out of it. 121 yards unofficially on 11 carries tonight for Corey Kiner. Edmondson moves in motion to the right, and he gets another jet sweeper on the right side to the 30, to the 25, and he's going to be dropped inside the 25 at the 23. That's an 11-yard gain, or make it a 9-yard gain for Zuri. And, and this is, will be second in a yard. No, an area where if they can get some push and get some luck, you know, they're not a deep team either, right? And if you can really start to impact some of your will on this offensive or defensive line, rather, uh, you have a chance to uh, to really get some room for Kiner, who, by the way, now officially is the uh, season rushing leader in Roger Bacon history. Second down and a yard to go for the Spartans. Edmondson moves in motion to the near side, handoff to Kiner off right tackle, busts it to the outside, and he's going to pick up a couple on the run down to the 22. And that'll be a first down for the Spartans. And again, what we need to see, too, is uh, this offensive line continue to, to get some push, right? Because it's what's killed them the past couple weeks. Uh, let's see them get some confidence like they had against uh, CJ and, and make some room for Corey. 21-9, to Spartans lead it. By 12 with 8.54 and running left to go. Edmondson in motion again to the near side. Hand off to Kiner up the middle to the 20. And he's going to be dropped at the 19-yard line. That's a gain of three on the carry for Corey and brings up second down seven. And again, your best play, uh, he gets better as as the game goes along. Uh, They can get a little bit of room for him, uh, especially here on this drive. Coming out of the break, healthy, you know, not healthy, uh, energized, right? Second down, seven yards to go. Ball right at the 20-yard line is where they've got it spotted. Again, Edmondson a motion to the near side. Hand off to Kiner around the left-hand side. Now cuts it off left tackle to the 15, to the 10, to the 5, touchdown! Kiner saw an opening on the left side of the line, planted his left foot and cut it right back through that hole and runs it in 20 yards for the score, his second TD of the night. And the Spartans with 8.07 to go in this third quarter now have extended their lead to 27 to 9. Big run. Uh, they needed that. It's 146 yards tonight unofficially for Corey Kiner. On 14 carries, his second touchdown of the evening. And Luke Bird will come in to attempt the extra point as the Spartans have the 18 point lead trying to make it 19. Bird with Blout the holder. Bad snap, but Blout gets it down, and Bird puts it up, and no good. 8.07 to go in this third quarter. It's now Roger Bacon 27, Purcell 9. Ascent Safety Solutions focuses on preventing injuries before they happen. Ascent partners with employers to create a strong safety culture through ongoing safety evaluations, writing, and implementing safety policies and procedures and OSHA-compliant training. Having challenges on the job site, Ascent provides job site inspections, along with temporary and full-time on-site safety staffing across the nation.
Ascent Safety Solutions. Together, we can improve lives and reduce claim costs at the same time. Call Tommy Watkins at 513-351-1222. 169. Yes, 169. It's Rocktoberfest at Jake Sweeney Ram Tri-County. During Ram Power Days, lease the all-new Ram 1500 for only 169 a month. Only at Jake Sweeney Ram Tri-County. Dave Mitchell and Rob Rickenbaugh back here at Walnut Hills High School, 807 to go. Bird attempt, missed the extra point, but he'll kick it off. It'll be taken in by Christian at his 10 to the 15, cuts it to the near side, 20, 25, 30, spins to his right and brought down at the 33-yard line for a 23-yard return. Again, you know, that's one of the areas that they're really going to have to improve on next year as far as being able to uh, actually get the ball deep and prevent some of this field position from being so optimal, right? That's an area where we saw Huron, going back to that game, kill us, right? They moved a, a, one of the returners to the up-back position, uh, often started within inside the 50. So they don't want to go. Spartans lead at 27-9 on Corey Kiner's second TD run of the night. Spartans start defense with Purcell having the football at their own 34-yard line, moving from left to right across your computer screen. Hoover. Has not had a Hoover-like evening for the Cavaliers. He's got trips out to the far left. He drops back, looks to the left, pump fakes. Now he's going to throw it deep up the left side. He's got a man, but it is incomplete as he led Childress just too far. Childress slowed down on that a little bit? A little bit. I thought he had him, and and that was open. And and, uh, he gave up on that. I I think if he goes full speed and breaks that a little bit more towards the inside, he catches that and goes the distance. So it brings up second down, 10 yards to go. Ball resting at the 34-yard line. Johnson to the right of Hoover, and Hoover drops straight back, looking to set up the screen, and it is almost intercepted. Boy, a nice job by the Spartan defense as they shut off that screen immediately. Mumper, if he could have got around around that receiver, uh, might have had another touchdown. You know, I want to thank Tommy Watkins also from Ascent Safety Solutions. He's one of the assistant coaches this year for Roger Bacon. Thank him for helping sponsor this year's broadcast. Great guy. Great Spartan. Um, just gave... Uh, an award to to stand hard on behalf of his sister who passed away from uh, breast cancer and uh, is keeping her legacy alive. Dropping back is Hoover. He's going to throw it in the left flat complete, but the Spartans had it defended well, and are they going to say it's incomplete or complete? That looked like Johnson with the catch. Excuse me, Cox with the catch. They're going to give him the catch, but he only gained a couple on it. Now the officials are going to confer and decide if it is a catch. Nope, it's incomplete. (laughs) So that will bring up fourth down ten, and Purcell will be forced to punt with 7.28 to go in this third quarter. Just odd calls. It's a tough job. Well, you know, they let six or seven seconds run off the clock, right? They kept, kept the clock running, so... If you're unsure, at least stop the clock. You go out there and talk about it. The clock keeps going. 
So Hoover will punt it away. He came in averaging 34 yards a kick. Good snap. He gets it away. He's already had one block. That may have been blocked at the line, and it hits at the 50, and it will roll out of bounds in Roger Bacon territory at the 40-yard line with 7.22 left to go in the third quarter. Your score, Roger Bacon 27, Purcell 9. This Roger Bacon Spartans High School football broadcast is made possible by Edno and McLeod, attorneys, the substation 2 in Florence, Jason Regelsberger, State Farm Insurance, the Lucky Turtle, T-Spot, Window Tint and Audio, Pioneer Auto Service, Borgman Athletics, and Sunday's Pub. Please let these sponsors know you heard their name on Roger Bacon Spartans High School broadcast on UltimateSportsTalk.com. 7.22 left to go in this third quarter. Bullock hands it off to Kiner. Kiner is going to be hit at the line and then driven back for about a three-yard loss. Spotting for a three-yard loss, Rob. Just out of sync. I mean, Kiner's made some plays, and that last drive wasn't terrible. Uh, a lot of it just Corey doing what Corey does, but they really seemed out of rhythm. Both teams really have on offense, but Roger Bacon in particular, just n- nothing really going. So the ball back to the 37-yard line. It's second down, 13 yards to go. Bullock with Kiner to the left. Bullock's going to keep it himself right up the middle, and he's going to run it to the 40, picks up three yards, and then picks up another five out to the 45-yard line for a gain of eight on the carry, and it'll be a manageable third down and five yards to go. And and I think, you know, I I compare him a lot to Roethlisberger because he loves Ben Roethlisberger, even if most of us Cincinnati fans don't. But what caught that by surprise there was the size. I think that he was harder to bring down than they thought and more of a load, and so he's able to go another five yards on that run. I got news for you. You don't have to be a Cincinnati fan in order to hate Ben Roethlisberger. I agree. Out of the right-hand side, it is complete on the play to Tumlin. Tumlin caught it at the 44, struggled forward across the 45, out to the 48, and the Spartans will be two yards shy of a first down. That just took too long to develop. Fourth down, two yards to go. The Spartans have the offense on the field. I think they're going to stay on the field and go for this. I'd kick it. I I would play the field position game um, or put Bullock under center and see if he can go up for two. They're going to put Bullock under center. Maybe try to draw him here. Bullock's under center on fourth and two from the 48. Takes a hard snap. Now he drops back. Now he gets back under center. He's going to take it. Take it off left tackle. There's nothing there. Spins away. And he got the first down across midfield to the 49-yard line. He got lucky there. Uh, great stop. He just The defender goes high, makes contact, and then Bullock's able to kind of shed it. I think Bullock probably weighs as much as, as the guy who hit him, uh, if not a few pounds more, and able to spin it back the other way for the first down. Bullock with a big three-yard gain and a first down for the Spartans. I think that's one of the few times this year, Rob, that Mike Blout has rolled the dice and it's actually come up snake eyes. Well, you know, and the important thing here is if you can hold on to it, just keep running clock, right? I mean, that, that's the key at this point in the game. Hand off to Kiner around the right side. He takes it to the 45, and he'll be struggling forward. Didn't go out of bounds and got down to the 43-yard line. That's a gain of five on the play. Now they'll give him six, bring up second and four. Boy, he is the great eraser. If you just keep giving him the football, good things will happen. And and we talked about the learning curve for those young basketball players. I mean, he's still just a sophomore, right? I mean, he's getting ready to turn 16. It's not like he is a senior. uh, Just a a great player. Going to have an unbelievable 
Trips to the far side. Bullock hand off to Kiner right up the middle on a quick hitter. Takes it inside the 40 to the 39-yard line, and he's got another first down after a gain of four. Again, just keep it, keeps the chains and the clock going. Well, those. I don't know why it took the officials so long to signal first down. It had to get to the 40. He's down to the 39. Now they give him the first down at the Purcell 39-yard line. We're under four minutes to go in the third quarter. Bullock with trips out to the far side. Hand off to Kiner. Again, right up the middle to the 25, 20, 15, 10, 5. Touchdown! 39-yard touchdown run by Kiner. His third of the night. And the Spartans now have broken it open. It's now Roger Bacon, 33, Purcell, 9. Unbelievable run. I think that's touchdown 25, right? So he's two away from the rushing touchdowns on the season. Uh, great run again. And able to just cut back enough to hit that crease and go. Rob, unofficially, that 39-yard touchdown run gives him 195 yards on the ground tonight. On just 17 carries. So Bird will attempt the extra point with 3.51 to go in this third quarter. Blout gets the snap down. The kick is up, and it is good. 3.51 remaining in the third. It's now Roger Bacon, 34, Purcell, 9. Think about your home. What do you see? Do you just see two stories or the stories of your toddler's first steps? Now think about your car. Do you see an odometer reading or your kids reading in the back seat? Other insurance companies just see a house. They just see a car. But a state farm agent sees what your home and your car really mean to you. So why not give them the protection they deserve? Call agent Eric Geiger at 513-574-0321. White Oaks Favorite Sports Bar. The game on Bar & Grill is even better. Come check out the UC and Xavier games with $12 buckets ready to go. Daily drink specials and open for lunch and dinner with great food and great service. The game on Sports Bar and Grill is your place for the entire family. With plenty of TVs to watch all the games and fun for all. Follow us on Facebook at Game On! Exclamation point to check out all the latest specials. After the Roger Bacon game, head to the Game On! Sports Bar and Grill at 5880 Chevy Out Road in White Oaks. 3.51 left to go in this third quarter of play. Roger Bacon up 34-9. Bird kicks it off. It'll be taken in by Christian. He bobbles it, picks it up at the 15. Cuts it to the near side to the 20. 25-30. 35-40. And he's going to be tripped up and brought down by Matt Stuchel. Good individual tackle. Yep. Stuchel, the senior. So that's where Purcell will start. First and 10 at... Let's see where they finally do mark the football down at. Is there a flag down? There's a flag down. Maybe a block in the back. And it will be a block in the back against Purcell, so that'll mark them back from the 25, back 10 yards to the 15. Well, we've got an enthusiastic Purcell fan right in front of us. I mean, they're great. They got great fans. Uh, it's... So it will be first and ten for Purcell at their own 15-yard line after the block in the back. 3.44 remaining in the third. Final game of the regular season for both these teams. The winner takes home second place. The loser takes home third. 
Moving in motion to the near side is Childress. Hand off to Johnson. Johnson off left tackle. He's going to be hit right at the line and drop right at the line for no gain on the play. Tackle made by Demetrius Ward coming over from his left end spot to make a tackle. And these young players really active and playing well tonight for the Spartans. And really, when you get into you know school size and that conversation, it bodes well next year as they, they get back to schools that are more like-sized, like Purcell and Roger Bacon are. And move into that Miami Valley Conference next year. Second down, 10 yards to go for the Cavaliers. Johnson to the left of Hoover. Hoover takes the snap, looks to the left, throws to the left. It's complete to Everett. Everett's going to be close to a first down at the 25. As he struggled forward, he was finally brought down by Rennell Lackey. DeMonte Everett. And now we've got a flag thrown, I believe. Wasn't that a flag? Jawing over there. And it's something, I think, against Purcell. Unsportsmanlike on Boy, DeMonte Everett. They make sure we said it right when they uh, threw the flag. Right? Yeah, I think that's what it is. Everett's going to come out of the ball game too. But that flag was thrown about 30 yards in the air. Over near the sideline after he caught the pass, and it will be unsportsmanlike conduct against Purcell. So the catch will count, but they'll mark him back 15 yards. So it'll well, it'll actually go half the distance to the goal, and that will take it back to the 12-yard line, 12 and a half-yard line. So it will be. First down and call it 12 and a half yards to go for a first down for Purcell. They're back at their own 12 and a half yard line. 2.45 remaining and running. Left to go in this third quarter and now the head referee steps in. And I'm not sure what the delay is here. Mike Blout has got a question as to where the penalty was actually called at and why it was marked off where it was marked off from. Gets the explanation, appears to agree with it, and instead of first and twelve and a half, it's going to be first and ten, back at the twelve and a half yard line. So they've got the sticks figured out too. Spartans showing blitz, but now they drop back. Hoover rolls out to the left, out of the pocket. He's chased out by Polk. Flag thrown in the area of holding, and Hoover's going to pick up about eight yards out to the twenty-one yard line before he's run out of bounds. It's coming back though, and it is a hold against Purcell. So that will go half the distance to the goal line and bring it back to about the six. Hey, tomorrow we've got Mount St. Joseph University football for you here on Ultimate Sports Talk. 1.30 with the kickoff from Hanover, Indiana. 12.30 with the pregame show. I'll be over there to bring you all the action of that first place battle with the Panthers. Hope you'll join us then. Lions have only two games left in the regular season. That is tomorrow. And then next week they come home to face Anderson. 2.23 left to go in this third quarter of play. It's 34-9. Roger Bacon on top of it. So Hoover on first down after they marked half the distance to the goal. Back to the six-yard line. Has got first down and 18 yards to go. Hoover will drop back into his end zone out of the pistol. Now rolls out to the left. He's under a heavy rush by Polk. Gets around Polk out to the 10 to the 15 and steps out of bounds. Nice play. Made something out of nothing, right? Because for a minute I thought maybe they have him for a safety. 
able to uh, at least get back to something manageable. So far tonight, Hoover has got five carries for 45 yards, which almost equals what he had coming in here for the season. Well, they they really targeted it early on, so there must have been something on film that that stood out that they thought that they could make plays. Uh, not a great rushing team, so maybe they thought they to keep the team honest. They had to, to show some quarterback sneaks and, and off tackles. Second down nine. Hoover drops back, looking to the left. Now he tucks it under. He's going to keep it himself. Runs it out to the 15, and he's going to be brought down at the 17-yard line. That's a gain of three. And it becomes now third down and about six yards to go. We have not seen Tony White out there tonight. He was their second leading rusher on the season. He has not played here this evening. When they've put somebody else in the backfield other than Johnson, it's been Cox. More importantly, clock runs. And Purcell not in a hurry. 140 left to go in the third. Johnson to the left of the quarterback Hoover on third down and seven looks to his left throws it out to the left flat it is incomplete right through the hands of Childress out on that left hand side and it's fourth down seven yards to go and it's time now for well now there's a flag thrown in the vicinity of where Childress dropped the football and uh, there was no way that was pass interference that ball was it making a play on the ball it was there is that what they called was pass interference? Yeah, that's unbelievable. Pass interference, yep, you're right. But wow, you're right in the sense that, you know, on those hitch routes that he's trying to hit for those seven or eight-yard passes, he locks in. And, you know, he threw that one into a pack of five Spartans that uh, probably shouldn't have been thrown. He should have gone through some reads maybe and, and looked for something else. But they get a break with, with a BS pass interference call. Minute 28. Tell us what you really think, Rob. Don't, yeah. don't beat around the bush. Uh, I'm straight to the point tonight. Hoover is going to throw it out into the right flat. Incomplete. Went right through the hands of his intended receiver, Dejon Jackson. Jackson and Everett came in as two of the best receivers as a tandem in the league this year. But tonight they haven't done much. They combined this year for 82 catches, 13 touchdowns, and over 1,200 yards. Well, and once Hoover gets more comfortable and realizes he, he can't just get everything on arm strength, right? He, he can go through reads and hit short passes and mix it up. He's going to be tough. So Hoover, second down 10 from the 27-yard line. Ball He's going to ball out as he dropped the snap and has to go all the way back to the 16-yard line and jump on it. That's going to be a loss of eight on the play and bring up third and forever. Now Johnson's coming back into the ball game. They're going to spot the ball back. That's a kind spot back to the 18-yard line. And that will bring up third down. And call it about 19 yards to go. They need to get out to the 37-yard line for a first down, and they're right now located at their own 18. Hoover drops back, looks up field. He's going to be hitting, fumbled the football, ball loose on the field, and Purcell may have jumped right back on top of it, and they did. Was that Nate Stark flying in I think so, boy. He got blindsided from the backside. Hoover did and coughed up the football, and Purcell jumped back on top of it at the 14-yard line for a loss of two. 
but it'll be fourth down and about 22 yards to go. Punting time for the Cavaliers. Yeah, and he looked like he came in there completely unobstructed. Like he appeared out of nowhere. He got through there so fast. And I think Purcell will just be happy to get through this quarter without kicking the football off because Everett is already walking down to the other end of the field. There's three seconds to go. Your score at the end of three periods of play for Mark Stadium in Walnut Hills. It is Roger Bacon, 34 Purcell 9. 15 grand. Yes, $15,000. It's Rocktoberfest at Jake Sweeney Ram Dry County. During Ram Power Days, you'll save up to 15 grand on new Ram trucks. Only at Jake Sweeney Ram Dry County. Substation 2 has been bringing Florence the freshest food at the lowest prices since 1981. You've tried the rest, now come taste the best fresh sliced sub sandwiches anywhere. Substation 2 was voted the best sub sandwich in Northern Kentucky by Northern Kentucky Magazine in 2016. Let Substation 2 cater your next event. Give them a call at 859-371-9490 or come visit them at 7905 Dream Street in Florence. Substation 2, quality at a price you can afford. 34-9, Roger Bacon on top of it, and Purcell will be forced to punt the football away as they switch ends of the field. They'll be going from right to left now. Ball spotted at the 14-yard line. As the official now uncovers the football, and Purcell will be ready to punt it away. Tumlin is back at about midfield to collect this punt in from Hoover. Came I know it's, it's Tumlin's last game. Just bring it in, Brandon, and... Uh... And it's a heavy rush, but Hoover gets it off. Tumlin is going to let it hit at the 40. It'll take a bacon bounce and be downed at the 36-yard line. That's just a 22-yard punt by Hoover. And the Spartans can really put a nail in the coffin of this one. If they could take it in, they take it first and 10 at their own 36. Yeah, Excuse me, at the Purcell 36. Uh, be safe with the ball. Hand it to Korkiner. Uh, keep the clock running, and uh, just play it safe. It's the cold and flu season, so let's get through this fourth quarter quickly. That should be the philosophy. Uh, weather, weather doesn't cause cold and flu. <laughs> Not washing your hands and, and people, you know, handrails and shopping carts. Okay. I knew I said something wrong. Kiner, right up the middle, stops it, cuts it to the right, to the th- 35, to the 30, high steps it down to the 26-yard line. He's got 10 on that carry and a first down for the Spartans. He doesn't look content <laughs> to uh, to keep things as is, right? That puts him over 200 yards unofficially. 18 carries, 205 yards unofficially tonight for Corey Kiner. 11.25 to go in the ballgame. Final game of the year. Bullock, who came in late in the first half, is going to take the snap, handoff. He's going to keep it himself. Keeps it around the right side, puts his head down. Boy, is he hogtied and brought backwards. Got his knee underneath him, but he's brought down right at the 27-yard line. He lost maybe a yard on the carry, brings up. Well, they didn't give him a first down on that last carry. Uh, That's peculiar to me as well. Yeah, so now it brings up third and two. Back to the 30, make it the 28-yard line. Well, he was easily well, down the, to the, the 25, Rob. Nonetheless, it's third and two for the Spartans. Trips out to the far side. Kiner to the left of Bullock. 
Kiner's going to get the handoff. Cuts it to the left-hand side. Got a lot of green. He's going to cut it to the sideline. Puts his head down. First down to the 25-20. touchdown. Corey Kiner. Boy, oh boy, he got past that first wave, broke into the clear, and he was gone. Well, that's why he was on the sideline at Ohio State two weeks ago, right? I mean, there aren't many better than, than him in the state of Ohio. 233 yards and tonight. And a touchdown record. And that's four touchdowns tonight. Makes it 40-9. to nine. Spartans have opened it up. Last year it was 7-6, to six and similar weather like this. But this year, boy, the Spartans, this has been a complete game by Roger Bacon tonight. They've saved the best for last. High snap, Blout gets a down, kick is up, and the kick by Bird is good. 10.24 to go in the ball game. It's now Roger Bacon, 41, and Purcell, 9. The Lucky Turtle is located in Finneytown on 8621 Winton Road next to Arby's. With 23 taps of rotating crabs and local beers, plus a large selection of other fine spirits, the Lucky Turtle has weekly events, including live music, final night on Tuesdays, and trivia on Thursdays. They offer great food options from empanadas, a key, or you can bring in your own food. The Lucky Turtle is very accommodating for parties and events, so stop in for a relaxing, no-frills good time. The Lucky Turtle, owned by Frank Cena, Roger Bacon, class of 1991. Need your car fixed and have no idea where to go? Stay local. Take your vehicle to Matt Vollmer at Pioneer Automotive in Green Hills on 48 Eswin Street. Matt's customers like their prompt, reliable service at a price you can afford. In fact, most customers refer Matt Vollmer at Pioneer Automotive to their friends and family. Simply put, he runs his business the way all auto service centers should be, with integrity. Pioneer Automotive, they get the job done right. Pioneer Automotive, located at 48 Eswin Street. Call them at 513 851 10:24 left to go in the ballgame. And the Spartans... Lead it 41-9 to as Bird will kick it off. And it is a deep kickoff that will be taken in by Childress at the 9. Cuts it right up the middle to the 15 to the 20. Now out to the far side to the 25. And he gets out to about the 28-yard line. Return of 16 yards for Childress and Purcell will start first and 10 at their own 29-yard line. Dave, we talked in the pregame about the contrast between what Bacon was going to do, hand it off to Corey Kiner, and what Purcell was going to do, which is air it out with Zach Hoover. And whoever won that battle uh, was going to win the game. And so far, of the two super sophomores, Corey Kiner, uh, with over 200 yards and four touchdowns on just about 18 or 19 carries, uh, getting the better of that matchup. Rob, by the way, I, I didn't even realize that we're in the running clock. I didn't either. Yeah. That didn't happen much on this no, side. No, not on this side of it. It hasn't happened at all this year, but now it is. I'm usually angry when it that happens. <laughs> so... Hoover will hand it off to Johnson. Johnson bobbled it. He's going to be hit from behind by Dylan Polk and dropped at the 22. That'll be a loss of eight on the carry to Johnson. And keep in mind, Dylan Polk is a 6'4", 300-pound offensive lineman who's a Division I recruit for a reason, right? You saw his footwork on that and being able to track him down and make a play. James Thompson-esque, right? He looked like the Jet who is out with an injury, uh, has missed the past three or four games, the, the great senior who's also a D1 recruit. Where does he think he's going to go? Uh, he doesn't know yet. Uh, somewhere down in Arkansas, probably. How about Thompson? Uh, I don't know about Thompson either. 
Okay. Maybe Northwestern, I think, is is where he's leaning. Really? Okay. So Hoover? Smart kid. On second down, 15 yards to go, takes the snap, drops back, looks up, steps into the pocket, now rolls out to the right, throws it on the run, and it will be caught, and they will say he's in bounds. That is Everett out to the 41-yard line, and that's a first down on a 16-yard reception. Boys, they have been generous on those catches on the sideline tonight. I, I agree that that couldn't have been... Inbounds, at least from here, right? I mean, yeah. it, it didn't look even uh, even close. Everett with a nice catch. I'll tell you what, with his stature, he could be a D- D1 receiver, but he's going to have to put on just a little more muscle. And Hoover is going to hand it off up the middle to Johnson. Johnson's going to be hit at the line and driven back, and a oh. penalty is going to be called. Against the Spartans. He's just making a tackle on that, right? He didn't do anything. Boy, oh boy, they really threw that flag. You can always tell when an official is upset over a play because well, they just they catapult that flag up into the air. I mean, he, he's tackling him. He turns around. He's just trying to pull him to the ground, right? I don't think he was trying to hurt him or do anything malicious. And the officials are going to converse about this one. And it will be a personal foul called against Roger Bacon. And it will give Purcell a first down. As the clock continues to run under seven minutes to go in the ballgame now. Forty-one to nine, Roger Bacon on top of it. That penalty is going to take it into Roger Bacon territory and mark it just inside the fifty-yard line. Hoover with Johnson to his left. Receiver split out on both sides on first and ten. Drops back. He's going to roll out to the left under a heavy rush on the blitz. He's going to tuck it under and run it across the forty-five and step out of bounds at the forty-two. And then the Spartans get flagged again for pushing Hoover out of bounds. After he had stepped out, and that will be on Max Stuchel. I thought it might have been Jake Mumper, actually, who had tracked him down from behind and, uh, you know, just was making sure he got out of bounds. Right? Clearly, he changed his trajectory a couple times. He was going to run out. He wasn't. He was going to run out. He wasn't. So, again, I, I don't think that they're being malicious there other than trying to take some of that improvisation out of the play, right? You want to make sure he's out of bounds and down. Well, the clock now under six minutes, and Roger Bacon is going to take a timeout. 5.48 to go in the ballgame. Your score, it's now Roger Bacon, 41, Purcell, 9. Hey, it's Mal Egger. Well, let me ask you a question. What do you know about your insurance? Chances are you know how much you pay for it, but do you really know what your coverage is? Chances are you don't, and that's because most insurance companies don't go out of their way to make sure you understand what you're buying. That's why RJL is different. They design insurance programs that they monitor continually, and they make sure they adapt your coverage as your life changes. Call RJL Insurance today. Obtain a quote from Rob, Jared, or Kevin at 513-322-5637. want to thank Rob for joining us this year also. He was fun to talk to when I went in and asked him to help out. Yeah. And, of course, he's got... Mo Egger doing the commercials. He thought Mo would do a better job than I would. I don't know why. Uh, yeah. <laughs> 540 to go. 
in the ball game. Clock now runs after that timeout taken by Bacon. Hoover's going to drop back. He looks upfield. He's going to throw it over the middle. He's got a receiver, and it is incomplete. Dropped at the goal line. He had a touchdown in his hands, and Dejon Jackson could not bring it in. Wide open. Boy, was he wide open. You're right. So the ball goes back to the 24-yard line, and it'll bring up second down and 10 yards to go for a Spartan or excuse me, a Purcell first down as the clock continues to run. We're at five minutes left to go in the ballgame. Second down, 10. Hoover with Johnson to his left. Drops back. Pump fake to the left. He's going to be hit as he throws, and then he's going to be dropped. Flag down, thrown in the vicinity of holding, but Hoover was dropped back to the 29, a sack. Five-yard loss. Is that Ryan Lally? Ryan Lally with the tackle. You're right. And it will bring up third down, but there is a flag down. It'll be a hold against Purcell, but the Spartans will decline it. And that brings up third down and call it 15 yards to go for Purcell with 419 and running left to go in the ballgame. So on fourth down or third down and 15, Purcell sends Everett out wide to the right. Jackson slot right. To the left-hand side is Childress, and Cox is in the slot at the left. Johnson in the backfield. Dropping back is Hoover. Hoover, heavy rush as the Spartans blitz. He gets away from the blitz, throws it over the middle, and it is intercepted. Spartans batted it around, and it's brought down at the 20 to the 30 and knocked out of bounds at the 33-yard line. The interception, Max Stuchel. The senior coming up big, uh, boy, his last game. He'll never forget that one. Nope. Uh, his brother Gus here a few years ago, uh, St. Clement kids making a great play. So the Spartans take it over with 325 left to go as the clock continues to run. They lead it 41 to 9. We'll be right back. Hi, this is Tim with Stacy Heating and Air Solutions. We know how important heating and cooling your home can be to you. Here at Stacy Heating and Air, we aim to please at a price that can't be beat. Being a locally owned and operated company, we have gained a reputation because of the satisfaction of our customers. Don't pay high prices for mediocre service when you will get the best with us for less. Call me today at 513-367-HEAT or visit us on the web at stacyheatingandair.com. That's stacyheatingandair.com. You know, Stacy Heating Air was actually, I think, our first sponsor. Yep. Tim Stacy, great guy. Yep. Kiner with the handoff. Takes it around the left side. Want to thank him also. Kiner oh. to the 35-40, 45-50 up the left side to the 40. He's going to be gone again. 30-20, touchdown. 68 yards on the run by Kiner. But there is a flag all the way back at the 30-yard line. It'll be holding against the Spartans. I don't know where that hold was, right? I mean, holding against the Spartans, and that'll negate the 68-yard touchdown run, which would have been the fifth of the night by Corey Kiner. He did most of that work himself, didn't he? Yeah. I don't know where the hold was, but the clock runs you know, under two minutes. There now. wasn't, you're right, there wasn't much blocking at all. He just outran everybody to the sideline and then broke a couple of tackles and he was gone. Minute 45 and running left to go. 
But I'll tell you one thing. Well, now the Spartans, I believe, will take a timeout. They will. We will also. I'll tell you that one thing when I come back. A minute 34 to go. Your score now. Well, they did have the score up. 41 to 9. 41 to 9. Roger Bacon on top of Purcell. Great food and a fun atmosphere. Join your old friends and new at Sunday's Pub on 8582 Winton Road in Finneytown. The month of October marks the 10th anniversary for Sundays, and they're celebrating. On Mondays is server night. All domestic beers are $1.50. Stop in on Fridays before the game starting at 4 for free appetizers. And when the Bengals are on the road, join Sundays for a Bengals potluck party. See the Bengals on the big screens at Sundays. Your taste buds will water when you walk into Sunday's Pub. Sunday's Pub, 8582 Winton Road in Finneytown. Robin, a, se- a season of disappointment like this one has been for the Spartans. They are ending it on a bang. Yep, never hurts against a rival. Hey, before I forget, uh, you know, we've had north of a 1,000 listeners at times this year, and uh, I want to let th- those fans know if you're listening, I-, I know the team would appreciate, you know, we've done our best to bring you the-, the game and hope you've enjoyed them. Rather than give us anything, though, maybe a shout-out to the team either on Facebook, on the alumni page, or through Coach Blout on, on the-, the Roger Bacon page. I'm sure they'd appreciate that you enjoyed the season. Hunsell is into the ball game, or check that. Coming into the ball game is Jamal Hutzel. Yep, that's who that is, and he freshman. runs it out to the 20. Talented freshman. He's going to be a good player here. And that's probably going to do it, right? We're close. Yeah. I think they're going to have to run one more play. Bullock just went up to Purcell's defensive lineman, Jack Mumper. And they shook hands, and I think you're right. That well, is going to do it. Is familiar name, right? He's a cousin of Jake uh, on the the Bacon side. So the Spartans and the Cavaliers end the season here with a 41 to nine Spartan victory over the Cavaliers. The Spartans' season record they even it from a year ago, four and six. They finish up 2-5 and five in the GCL Central. That's good enough for second place this year. While Purcell drops to 4-6 and six on the season also. And they fall to 1-6 and six in the GCL Central. Rob and I will be back to wrap things up from Mark Stadium at Walnut Hills after this. Do you hate that feeling when you get in your car and the sun hits you directly in the eyes? Call T-Spot Window Tinting and Audio at 4671 Industry Drive in Fairfield. And if your audio system makes you feel sad and grumpy... T-Spot can set you up nicely with a new system that puts you in the middle of the music. Call 513-829-2530. T-Spot Window Tinting and Audio has a vast depth of knowledge and provides genuine, reasonable, meticulous work. Let us help. T-Spot Window Tinting and Audio at 4671 Industry Drive in Fairfield. Call 513-829-2530. Since 1969, Vonderhaar's Catering has provided services for social and corporate events, private gatherings, reunions, company outings, and wedding receptions. Vonderhaar's will help you customize a menu for all types of events and clients with personal attention and excellent quality food and service. Let Vonderhaar's Catering make your event memorable with quality food and complete professional staffing. Vonderhaar's Catering, selected as one of the five preferred caterers at the newly renovated Music Hall. Before you finalize your menu, call Vonderhaar's Catering. 513-554-1969. 1-69. Yes, 169. It's Rocktoberfest at Jake Swinney Jeep Tri-County. During Jeep Adventure Days, lease a new brand Cherokee Laredo for only 169 a month. Only at Jake Swinney Jeep Tri-County. Rob, no matter how you look at it, a 41-9 victory certainly makes going into the offseason a little sweeter. 
It does. So same record as last year, but keep in mind, uh, you know, finish a spot up, right? Finishing third in their division last year, so second place. Show growth. Tough season of injuries, right? And next year was always supposed to be the year. So if I'm Coach Blount, right, I know I have a lot of stuff coming back next year, right? You know, there's a lot of teams, no matter what the stats look like, would love to have a, a guy who started two seasons at quarterback returning for a senior year. You've got that in Tyler Bullock. Uh, every coach in the United States would love to have Corey Kiner coming back. You've got that. You've got most of your offensive line coming back from Nolan Tebby and, and Noah Miller to uh, Gunnar Ludwig, Ryan Lally. So you've got that. You've got most of your defense coming back, Michael Carson coming back. So you're really set up nicely, and you move into an, a position where you're playing more similarly similarly sized schools. So you look at the one school we played this year that had the same number of kids, maybe a few less, Purcell. We went 41-9. to Look, their team celebrating down there, uh, enjoying a victory over a big rival. Uh, great way for their seniors to go out and a great way to send this team on to next year. So the Spartans win it this evening by a final score of 41-9. to We'll wrap things up after this.